All right, Landon, welcome to the podcast, buddy. I can't believe we're here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't believe you made it. Uh, I was afraid. I've been inviting a lot of people to the podcast, and for sure I was afraid that some people would say no. Almost everybody has said yes. They're super excited about being here, and I'm really excited that they're even coming on. Uh, we've had people traveling from Charlotte, uh, not from out of state yet, but... We'll get there. Well, I just got back from Michigan. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, you travel a lot, man. You're, we you do. travel to Canada and all the place. Uh, just to introduce Landon here, um, Landon is a, what would you call yourself, video producer or? I'm more of a director producer yeah, now. Okay. All right. Um, so Landon grew up in a small town. He went to college in Argentina. I have, n- it's amazing the things I learn uh, about people here at the podcast <laughs> just hang on get your seatbelt ready i had no idea the yeah. basilio the last guest was born outside the country yeah because he's like super smooth individual like so cool you would never think that he wasn't born in the country um you grew up doing all kinds of sports i believe that because you're actually super athletic um water sports in particular funny st- funny side story because i was always an entrepreneur and i and I was taught mainly by my grandmother. She would pay me to do little odd end things, odd and ends things, when I was very, very small, five years old. Please excuse Siri. She helped me do okay. that today. <laughs> okay. okay. She's my secretary. Okay. <laughs> we love Siri. Uh, and then I started selling rocks, like just rocks. Just rocks, okay? Just rocks, okay? I know. Me and my <laughs> friends the other day, I said, you know, Wait, where did you learn rocks your, are we talking where'd about? Where did you learn your entrepreneurship? I said, I'm. I sold rocks. What do you mean? To other yard kids? sales when I was five and six years old. Okay. okay. Did anybody buy them? Yes, because they, you know, oh, it's so cute. This what, little kid's selling rocks. Like, We're going to support like them. Little gravel, like pieces of gravel. No, sir. <laughs> My like, grandpa, he uh-huh. he got all kinds of stuff from auctions, and he bought all this am- amethyst or something like that, yeah. the purple rocks, and all different kinds of stuff, exotic rocks. Mm-hmm. Check, so check. He, he got me all this stuff. Right. And uh, I was like, I'm going to break these things up. You know, you got one big one, you know, you got, you break it up, have 10. So I just right. sold all 10. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, okay. <laughs> it keeps on getting on. Um, so then you sold rocks and then happily married with three kids. Full time gig is video and marketing. Awesome. Uh, and that's exactly where you are today. When I met Landon, I was actually selling some equipment that I no longer, lead, uh, no longer needed. Uh, I think I sold you like a Ronin. Ronin M. Yeah, Ronin M. We still use that today. Awesome. It was a it was a good piece of equipment. It was just too big for me. I I, yeah. I wanted something smaller, so I got the Ronin S. I think. I don't need you use a lot nicer cameras than I do. Um, but I sold it on Craigslist, and you pulled up, and I had no idea who you were. You pulled up in, in a Toyota Corolla, and I asked a little bit about you because I like talking to people. Yeah. And you were just getting started in video. You had never done anything before. You had never set up. A little bit. Okay. okay. But not, not, not much. Okay. <laughs> you had never set up a gimbal before, I don't think. At least no. you had, Okay, so you asked me to teach you how to set up the gimbal. Because I was lost. I mean, <laughs> I could watch a YouTube video and learn, but I wanted to, like, physically. I like right. hands-on. Plus, I had you right here. It's nice to know that the thing actually works before you walk away with it. Yes. Um, and uh, we, we talked just for a few, few minutes, but you were a really nice guy. We saved each other's contact information, and uh, nobody got murdered, which is a lot... A lot, uh, a lot you can say for a Craigslist, uh, Craigslist. Yes, you kind of you gotta wonder sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Man, hopefully I'll uh, stop stuttering and uh, uh, stumbling over myself here. But um, take us from that point to where you are now, because now I know you've traveled all across. 
the country and beyond the country. I can't say for sure all the brands and all the people you've shot for because I know some of them you can't say yet publicly because you work on secret projects that um, you know have release dates that you can't talk about. Um, and uh, but I do know you you shot up in Canada for the Subaru uh, rally and all sorts of things. But good, just go ahead and drop some brands, some companies, mm-hmm. some projects that you're. Yeah, uh, so allowed we, to speak about. We work for Ford indirectly, also as well. Um, some other things that we can't talk about, obviously. Right. Uh, maybe a little horsey, maybe on like a you know something like that. Okay. On like a four wheel <laughs> drive vehicle. Anyway, yeah. stuff like that. But we let me just start off in the beginning, kind okay. of from where we we left off here. So when I left your house, I literally had a job the next day using the Ronin. Okay. Didn't know how to use it. Didn't know what I was doing. I, li- I think I stayed up all night on YouTube just watching just different things, learning how how to do this. My shot, my shoot was at JGR, and that's Joe Gibbs Racing. And um, how all that came about, I have no idea. I just walked into it, and it happened. So to go back a little bit explain everything, how I got in the video industry, was I was tired of paying people to do video production for us as a business. And then what kind of business did you do before that? Lots. Okay. <laughs> Lots. Okay. The biggest thing was motocross. We had a motocross track and uh, okay. tons of people come. Um, it got so big, it actually got shut down. So uh, this is curious for me because okay. uh, as some of you guys know, I do run a, um, uh, on the side, I run a vacation rental and I've had a neighbor to complain. Is, is that what shuts you down? Your neighbors? Yeah. Or? It only takes one. Oh, that's exactly I, it only, right. It only takes one, and that is kind of sad. You know, we're not going to go into that, but mm-hmm. it was kind of a blessing how everything kind of turned out. And um, anyway, so we had a motocross track. It was for kids. It yeah. was mainly, um, you know, me coming from Argentina. Um, obviously, I've traveled the world doing different things, but let's stay focused. And um, so during that time, I was like, you know, we wanted to have a motocross track mainly for kids. Right. And that's what we did. And guess what that track needed promotion it needed photo shoots i mean we went to richard childress's hangar and did a photo shoot with factory ktm uh some of the different like sponsors and different things that helped us out uh it was just amazing some of the different opportunities that just happened right and this was all just on our time you know free nothing it just kind of like hey what we're going to do is we're going to go do this photo shoot if it turns out great great <laughs> but we didn't have any prior knowledge but okay. I knew a lot of people, you know what I mean? So there was a photographer, another girl photographer that we did. And then we also did behind the scenes. So that went, and all of this was just to mainly promote our motocross track. And um, that's how we got into videography. Okay. So then I had a big job at JGR. And uh, Now what, what is JGR? Joe Gibbs Racing. Okay. Do you know Joe Gibbs? No, I don't. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't, I moved to the- Podcasters, if you're listening tonight. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I moved to the up. area, so okay, I will. Yeah, Joe Gibbs Racing is only the biggest racing in NASCAR. Um, he used to teach, or he used to be the the coach of the Redskins, won the Super Bowl several times. Okay. So that's Joe Gibbs. All right, so important is it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, somebody, yeah, pretty yeah. big deal. So they have a motocross division. So anyways, they would come up. You would see a pro rider here at our little track that is world renowned and that's very unusual and you'd see all kinds of you know team managers and coming through and um it was just it was just really cool but the main the main reason is we had a kids track and 
how do we promote it? Video, uh, Facebook, and Instagram because it works. Oh, right. What would you say? It, it does. works. It Unbelievable. It's so powerful, and people don't realize it, how powerful it is. That's one of the reasons why um, on the side I do things that I can promote with photo and video for myself because yes. it can provide such an important uh, side income, diversifying yourself and providing for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, continuing with your story. So it kept on going. And, uh, you know, I called, you know, one of the main guys. And mm-hmm. the main guy is like, he is the main marketing of Joe Gibbs Racing. His name is John Basher. I said, John, what are you doing? He said, nothing, man. How you doing? Let's go grab some lunch. So we did. And uh, I said, hey, you mind if I, you know, do a couple of videos for your guys? He said, nah, come on, man. When, you, yeah. when do you want to come? Next week? And then we did a video for Malcolm Stewart. We did a video for Justin Barsha. And these are... If you're a dirt bike fan at all, you know who these people are. Yeah. If anybody knows James Stewart, uh, Bubba Stewart, you know, his brother. I mean, we did videos for them. It's kind of crazy that all that happened. And then the first one was on me. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. After that, okay. I was mm-hmm. like, all right. And this is important to uh, to talk about. And I'm going to slow it down mm-hmm. a little bit here. Um, so you you came up and picked up the, uh, the gimbal from me. Mm-hmm. The next morning you had the Joe Gibbs racing shoot. Yes. This is the one that was on you. Yes. You were learning as like you're building the plane as you learn to fly. Kind That's of thing. correct. And uh, I go a little faster than most people like. to. Do. No, you, uh, a few things that I forgot to mention about you too, is you've already released kind of a full length feature film as well. That's correct. That was more of a, um, so anyway, I mean you, you, and how many years ago did you purchase that gimbal? It's only been two, my friend. It's only been two years. Yes. And just <laughs> two weeks before that, I purchased my first camera. Right. Like, literally. I borrowed cameras before. Okay. Like, I'd borrow a, a I had a Canon 7. What is it called? Did, did you know anything? Uh, the, the ISO? Can, no. The Canon What's 7D? ISO? Yeah, the Canon 7D. Yeah. Um, did you, um, like, before that, go to any classes, help your friends, like, hang out around people? Because I didn't study photography myself. I really was interested in it for a long time. I shot a lot of just car photos uh, of my car. And then when I got to college, I tried to hang around a lot with the uh, photo and video kind of majors. But they also kind of sensed that I was interested and mm-hmm. kind of shunned me. They really, really Guys, did not keep me included. It's like a ladder, okay? I can't stand this industry because of that. Yep. All right, guys, listen. You were down on the ladder one time before, right? Mm-hmm. Like way down, okay? You're in the middle maybe, okay? Help that guy get up to where you are because that guy in front of you ain't going to help you either. But if he helps you, you'll go. Yep. So just keep on moving the well, ladder. Well, that's that's exactly what it is. It's it's a, They're afraid and insecure about their skills. And the truth is, I believe, listen, I believe in I believe in meritocracy, you know? And if I see who's someone who's talented, I'm like not going to – not sell them gear because I'm afraid they're going to be my competitor or something, right? I know yeah. a lot of people who do that. Uh, I say let them let them learn and let them achieve. Plus, I also don't believe that if you're a hard worker, you're ever going to be out of a job because there's so many people out there who need photo and video. And that also goes for any industry, in my opinion. Yes. But uh, there's no way. If you do anything you do, always work hard and yeah. you'll succeed. That's it. It takes a lot of hard work. But uh, anyway, so... I, you know, I, I had to teach myself completely. Uh, thank goodness for YouTube. And uh, a few of the people I met along the way who were, who were willing to help me. But apart from that, I never purchased any courses. I completely 
taught myself composition, lighting, everything you can possibly imagine. Uh, but anyway, you didn't know any of that. You bought a camera, you bought a gimbal two weeks later, then you're shooting for this incredible guy, uh, and then you were charging by the second shoot? Yes, that's correct. But by then, that opened up tons of doors mm-hmm. because, oh, yeah, I was just with him last week. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you got that in your repertoire, I guess you'd say, you can throw names out and they think you're one of them. Right, okay? right. When I tell you this, is it's not a secret. Fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Like, always fake it till you make it. And one day, you're going to make it. You're going to fall flat on your feet and you're not going to succeed. But guess what? You learn from it. Go do it again. Sometimes uh, I'm members of lots of groups on Facebook and online forums for photography. And uh, in my free time, when I'm just scrolling the internet, I try to stay away from just useless internet time. So I try to always keep educating myself. So I spend a lot of time in these forums reading, commenting, that kind of thing. Try not to get into arguments about Nikon versus Canon or something, right? Oh, Nikon's way better. I'm kidding. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) But, uh... It blows my mind when some of these people get online and have like a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live and they're like, hey guys, you know, I'm an automotive photographer. I've uh, got 10,000 subscribers. I've been working for three years. And uh, a lot of people ask me, how do you get started in the automotive industry, right? Well, number one thing is you got to get started, right? So offer free shoots. I've been shooting. I've got 10,000 subscribers or uh, 10,000 followers uh, and I've never been paid for a shoot. And I've been shooting for like two years. And, you know, I'll be sitting wherever I am on the toilet or something, like watching this Facebook Live, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And this guy is teaching people to do the same thing. And here you are. You don't know much. You get a shoot. And you charge for the second one. Why? I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just asking why. Things are moving fast, and uh, at the end of the day, um, I almost didn't have enough money to buy that gimbal in the first place. Uh, you noticed I talked you down. I yeah. didn't have the money. Right. So, and and uh, I'm not sure. Did we talk about you, you had a Toyota Corolla? Like, yeah. The paint was peeling. Oh, yeah. It was not a nice car. Like, I noticed, but I didn't say anything. It was my grandmother's car. She gave it to me. And uh, you but, had a kid seat in the back, too. Yeah. Which yeah. means... You were a father with kids. Yes. The amount of risk you were taking here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you charge because you had to. I mean. Yes. At the end of the day. Do you think you were wrong to charge for that shoot? Um, here's the big thing. When, when we talk about charging, how much? Um, right. You know, it's always, are they getting a good deal or not? Um when they think it's good enough to share it on social media the first time and then they ask you to come back for a second time, what do you think you should do? You should charge. Yes. And I agree with you. We can't be scared because at the end of the day, if you're both feet in, if I'm not in something, I'm I'm both feet out. If I'm in something, I'm both feet in all for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if I'm not, I'm not in it. Right. And I'm passionate about what I do. I might not know how to do it the best, but I'll learn really quick right well um the reason i asked that is just because there is a real stigma in our industry that uh or a real problem in our industry where a lot of people just don't go for payment they they expect to be doing their thing and some of them 
have been doing this for years. They have incredible expertise, mm. uh, but they just never grow the skill or just the guts to ask for compensation. And yeah. the reason I'm asking you this question is not because I think you did the wrong thing. I think mm -hmm. you did the right thing. You did a video for them. They were happy with it. They wanted more. You asked for a price. They agreed to it. It's a consensual agreement on both sides. You're good to go. More people should do this, but they don't. And lots of people will, I mean, this is controversial. I got a few dislikes on the last video because it was so business focused, talking about selling cars, which I know a lot of people don't like. But the truth is, if you can't figure out a way to get paid for your work, you will never be a full-time photographer or video producer or anything else. You won't do it, and you'll never improve your equipment either because it's, listen, if I, I got a healthy belly. Everybody see this healthy belly? <laughs> yeah. Okay? I feed it, okay? Well, you got to feed your equipment too. And if it's yeah. going to starve, it's going to break, and it's not going to be worth anything. You and, know what I mean? And also, I mean, if you can't pay for your, you can't, if you can't pay the rent, you can't put food on the table, you're not going to keep being able to justify and do the thing that you love for a living. That's correct. Um, and you, lots of people. Do you love what you do? Yeah, I love what I do. Man, I do too. <laughs> Dude, the, the scene changes every day. Yeah. Okay, I had a job at Lowe's one time um, right when I got out of high school. And it was show up to work, load lumber, go home. Show up to work, load lumber, talk to ugly customers, and go right. home. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm just saying that this is a blessing that every day is different. Mm -hmm. Every day is different. And you also have a lot of people who appreciate what you do. They're not ugly to you like, no, you, like it yes, looks. Yes. I mean, I have, there's a few clients, you know, you may run into that treat you like dirt, but very rare. You can also fire those people. Yeah. Cause you're your own person, right? You're your own businessman. And you have 10 other people lined up who are ready to happily work with you and treat you well. Uh, especially if you are good at marketing and not even good at marketing, just diligent with your marketing. Answer your phone, show up, do the work. And deliver. That's it. That, it's if amazing. You want to be successful. That's it. It, it. It truthfully is. And so many people just say, "No, no, that's not." I'm just blown away by the people who would argue with that, but they're also arguing with why. You, how come you you can't charge? But the truth is, their insecurity and their lack of confidence in the and the and their skill of salesmanship is just out of control. To where they'll never ever be a full time. They'll never realize their dreams. And they're, they're not the enemy. They're, it's the people who ask to get paid for their work are not bad people. There are people who are willing to pay you by telling them, no, you don't have to pay me or never asking them for it. You're not getting a trophy. I mean, there's no child uh, in a third world country who's getting fed because you didn't ask for compensation for your hard work. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, absolutely no virtuous result from you giving away free work in fact it hurts other professionals in your industry that is correct you nailed yes. it on the head <laughs> yeah. okay yeah he said but he could do it for this okay great let him do it right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but um but anyway so I, i'm just going on a rant there no, and it's, it's something okay. it i promise you guys i'm going to repeat that rant i'm going to nail it over the head because until photographers and the creative industry turns this boat around about working for free. I'm never going to stop talking about it. I don't care how many times people dislike it. It needs to be talked about anyway. So you did the right thing. You hopped in the industry. You didn't know what the heck you were doing, but you did good work that someone was willing to pay you for. You asked for a price and you kept going and they didn't call you ugly. They didn't 
say you're robbing them and in fact i think your story just gets better and better for after that so anyway yeah i'll try crazy. to be quieter it's crazy <laughs> unless you talk more all right so uh you're working for this incredible uh, uh racing company um and i remember this and i i remember you starting to post this stuff on instagram and uh it was good work i mean you've got some natural talent in. um where did you go from there? How, how did so, how did you take off so quickly? Can I be a, Can I tell a secret? Yeah, tell okay. as many. This right. this is what the this is the photographers underground. This is where all the secrets. And this is bad. I forget their name right now. It's okay. Film Riot. Film Riot. Holy moly! Film Riot. I've watched every episode of Film Riot. Brought to you by Squares. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm sorry. I know they're advertisements, but right. you know Film Riot. Um, you know, so they're not the beginner photographers or videographers. Okay. And they're also not business people either. But they're filmers. Right. They go show you behind the scenes, the, the effects that they use, the different programmings and everything that they do. And really taking it to the next level of film production. Not movie quality. They're pretty close, but right. not Hollywood. Mm. But something that me and you can do for I the think, average person. Right. And I think Hollywood really what sets apart Hollywood from someone like you and me is manpower. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we were on a set almost last week that was like that. Yeah. Blew my mind. I was like, my, my right hand man, his name's Justin. Mm-hmm. I was like, Justin, what, what have we done this time? You right. Know, and there's 15 people on set for one person, one actor. We were like, what, what are we doing? I don't know. Are you talking about what are we doing? We were in over our heads type of thing? Way. We were way <laughs> over our heads. And we'll get to that here in a minute, but let's build the story. Okay, okay. Let's not go to the climax. Yeah, okay, so let's go back, and I've uh, I've kind of slowed down the story a little bit. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, just just uh, turbocharge the story here. You're back. You're shooting for the racing company. Yep. Um, and you're shooting after, your second video. Yeah, after that, um, we started shooting small commercials for companies locally. Um, we started doing that and then the word got out. Then I did a couple of free things again, just for good friends Mm -hmm. because I saw, I didn't do it for any monetary like purposes for the future. Right. I just did it because I wanted to go have fun with them. Right. right. And they've helped me out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go do a video. So the first one we did, this is way back on the Instagram. You can almost follow our, my Instagram and kind of see the progression Mm-hmm. And uh, we did it for a young man named Justin Hill. I can turn my phone off. Sorry, I think it's, you're fine. Okay, good. We did a, a video for Justin Hill, and uh, he was an up-and-coming fisherman. And uh, so we did it, and uh, you know it went pretty good for him. He got several sponsorships off of that. Um, like crazy things happened after that little video, and we did it for free for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, his father also helped me out uh, digging a foundation for our studio. So listen, mm. listen. We can so, do that, okay? So there was a there was an exchange, yeah, just of not course, a monetary an exchange. exchange. Yeah. yeah, and did he did he have to pay or you know what I mean? But I remembered that, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? They've been great, fa- great family friends, and I said no, no, right? You know what I mean? Just a great kid. Um, he actually was a professional motocross rider as well, and that's how we knew each other. And then he kind of you know wavered off that path. Um, so, so I'm already noticing a common theme too, and I'm just trying to help outline mm-hmm. this for people who are watching, because one of the big questions I see in people who are seeking success in the industry is like, okay, but quantifiably, how do you become a success? How do you get places? It sounds like 
you use the networks you had already previously established. So yes. you got to know a lot of people through your dirt biking and everything else. Yeah, my networking, I'm just going to be honest, we have a lot of people. Like, um, I know a lot of people. Mm. And the thing is, I know them all over the world. So when I, when I graduated high school, um, I didn't want to go to college or anything. I just wanted to go work. So I did. Figured that out. Literally went to Lowe's, started working. I was going to become a youth pastor. And uh, didn't do that. After that, um, I walked out of Lowe's. I had already moved up through management in just three months uh, to a zone manager. So I was like third underneath the store manager at 18 years old. And that was kind of very odd because I was the youngest in history of Lowe's, whatever. whatever. Right. And uh, it's because you act professional, you return your phone calls, and you're nice to people no matter what. I think that's No a, matter what. I think that's a huge strength you have because uh, something I've noticed – with Basilio, the last guest, and with you, is uh, if you are a likable person, that's going to be a huge advantage. And I'm not talking like, oh, you're so it's so lucky that you're nice. It's you're talking about you choose to be nice to people no matter what, no matter what. Yeah. That that just kind of tells you that you you, you kind of don't want to be nice sometimes. You take you take your worries <laughs> home to your wife and y'all console each other sometimes. Right. I'm serious, you know, yeah, because it gets deep sometimes, especially in this world. Okay, mm-hmm. um, whew, yeah. Okay. So I literally three months later, after working at Lowe's, making great money, you know, whatever, I walked out. Why did I walk out? I wanted to become my own business person again. I had just gotten this big contract that I run my mouth and said I could do it. It was to paint a complex that was uh, 82 apartment complexes in Lexington. It's called The Club. Everybody knows where that is. Okay. The Club. And uh, we had to paint all of those because it wasn't meeting code for Section 8. And I said, yeah, we can do it. My team can do it. <laughs> what team? It was me in a paint sprayer. Well, guess what? I go hire all my friends, literally call them all up. We got paint sprayers. We rented this, rented that. We got it done in less than a week. And that was a big job. Right. Okay. We got it done. Then we signed another contract with the whole section eight from Washington, DC to Florida. This is 18, age 18. That's correct. Okay. Then we signed a big contract from Washington to Florida to travel, to do the same thing, to bring it up to code. So they don't lose money for section eight home. Right. Because they get government is going to give them their check. I promise. Right. And they will pay you too, just 90 days later. And we was like, hold on, hold on. I don't have any cash flow. This is a problem. Right. So we made it. I sold a bunch of things. We made it. We were able to go through it. Then after that, just in a nutshell, I was not living my life for the Lord at all. At all. I was mm-hmm. running the other direction. Drinking, women, everything. I said, Lord, here I am. I'm done. Um, missionary friend came up from Guatemala and he challenged me. He says, hey, come to Guatemala with us. I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I like an adventure, right? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? So after that, went to Guatemala. But how did you go to Guatemala, Landon, you might ask? He said, no, we take you on a bus. What do you mean on a bus? We travel from North Carolina on a school bus all the way to Guatemala. And to- how, I mean, how... This is just for the geographically, and, and by the people who are geographically impaired, I mean North me. Carolina, Texas, <laughs> Mexico, Guatemala. Yeah. Okay. 4,000 miles. Okay. Yeah. No so, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, more than uh, the, the United States from uh, horizontal is 3,000 miles. So, yes. So it's yes. beyond. Beyond. Yeah. Whew. And okay. I've done it seven times now, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
When uh, did you move up here from Argentina when you were a kid? Okay, so I went to college in Argentina. Okay, it wasn't until after that. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, okay. So I do speak fluent Spanish. I don't Very cool. tell everybody that. I mean, it's kind of weird for a country boy, you know, like myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from Lexington. I uh, grew, born, and raised here in Lexington. Mm-hmm. And um, I speak Spanish. Okay. It's really different. It is. Uh, you usually don't expect that. But I have found um, that a lot of good old boys or, you know, what people would call southern boys do speak Spanish, even though people would also say at the same time that those people are prejudiced. It's just like, yeah. no, it's because, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of those uh, old school people are working with their hands, uh, doing trades, working hard. And who are they working with? That's a right. lot of Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. And they get along great, honestly. I mean, uh, there's a lot of brotherhood there. But um, So to get you back to Argentina. Yeah, yeah I'm so after, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> to Guatemala. Then after that, um, I decided to go to Baba College in Argentina. Yeah. They actually had a video program there. I helped them a little bit mm-hmm. here and there on the switcher board for live stream and different things. Well, live stream that long ago. Um, it was just recorded and then on a DVD later. You know what I mean? That kind right. of thing. Right. And how um, old are you now, just for reference? I'm 34. Okay, so this is like... Uh, 34 that's 16 years ago yeah 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 because literally right after that we i had that business that uh, i just literally sold everything um and just the painting business yeah, yeah painting and just sold everything and was done and i went to guatemala about a month later okay. so it just went Brr. when i do stuff it's all in it's weird right but that's the way i am and my wife sees that now and thank god i'm married because usually on business deals i'm all in whether it be 50 grand or whatever, I'm all in. And my wife says, no, Landon, we have a family now. <laughs> and that's great. I love her. To th- <laughs> listen, I would be in jail if it wasn't for my wife. Okay. okay. All right. That's it. Just saying. All right. I will, uh, I'll leave it there. Um, so you're down in Guatemala and uh, you're helping them without, how do you get back to Lexington? Um, we kind of skipped stories here. We were originally mm-hmm. going with your videos. Sorry. With, yeah, with a thing, and, th- and then we started talking about your past. So All of that helps, too. Yeah. I did kind of help out. Like, they would do weekly videos for Guatemala and Argentina. I'd help out. But this was GoPro stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. GoPro. Now, were you actually two. shooting it, like holding the camera, or were you just like... Yeah, every once okay. in a while. Okay. Um, not much editing, mm-hmm. uh, but just helping out. Right. So okay. that's how that went. Right, and that's... I mean, that... I understand what you mean. Like that doesn't really count. No, as, yeah. this is not, that is not cinematography. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So fast forwarding back to, uh, getting involved with the race and then, um, starting to do commercials. First of all, how did you even get to the point of, okay, so you did a job and all of a sudden started doing a lot of small commercials. Did you do that from reaching out to people you knew or posting on Instagram saying, Hey, I'm looking for work or did, People just come to you. Really, did not advertise myself at all. It was just all by word of mouth, mm-hmm. and I was still at that point. It was literally from dirt bike track because that was a full time gig almost for us. Because I was in construction when I came back from Argentina, then the dirt bike, and then video and dirt bike, mm-hmm. and then video just took over. Okay. Um, so how how many years were you in Argentina? Uh, that's college. Two years. Okay. Yeah, that's college. And two then years. before that, you're in Guatemala. For- that's correct. Um, I, I was in Guatemala two years and then Argentina two years and then in Guatemala for a year after okay. that. Then I came back here. Okay. And then you did, um, the dirt bike stuff. Is there anything in between that and coming back to the U S or just start doing dirt bikes? Construction. Okay. Dirt bikes. 
and, and then, then video. video. Okay. Full time. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we got that we got the timeline. We're done. All right. Good. Good. All right. So. Once again, word of mouth. That's interesting because that, All is, word of mouth. that is a common theme. A lot of people talk about, let's say, the knot for weddings or uh, figuring out how to hack the search engine optimization on Google or something. It's uh, story. It's, it's really word of mouth. It has been... Because I can do that. In fact, I've been rebuilding my website right now. In the middle of rebuilding the website, I thought to myself, why am I even wasting my time with this? Because it represents probably less than 1% of all my business. But all it my makes you a professional. Leads. Don't forget, makes kind of. you a professional. Kind of. Oh, because you because you have a website. Yeah. Are you joking or are you no, uh, serious? I'm not kidding. Oh, really? Oh, okay. yes, sir. Uh, Holly, if you are in the video industry or uh-huh. photography industry and you don't have and you don't have another program besides Facebook or Instagram to show your stuff off, right? I think you're losing out because when you click that Google button, right? Oh, they have a website. That's what they do. Okay? okay. If they do not see you on Instagram or Facebook, they're going to collect that website. Okay. So. Interesting. All right. Um, all right. So how did you go from doing this kind of as, as a passion project and kind of like uh, running and gunning to getting and taking things to the next level? Because I'm going to be honest here. I'm guilty of going after the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Um if I can do small projects that are less than a thousand dollars, like half day shoots, are we talking about money? Same day edits. Um, we can talk. You can talk about anything you want. Yeah. But because uh, I'd like to be honest with these people that are watching it. Yeah. If and they've if they've got to this point, you're interested. Thank you for being here. Right. Right. But let's get into it. Let's do because let's get deep. Okay. I, you're welcome to ask yes. me anything you like, and I'll be happy to answer. Mm-hmm. Um. I will, I'll have a YouTube channel where I talk about things in depth. But uh, one of the g- great things about this podcast, Photography Underground, is I do want to talk about the taboos. I want to talk about things that people are uncomfortable talking about, including money. Also talking about things about when you should charge, stop charging. I mean, stop shooting for free and that kind of thing. Let's talk about money. Okay. Um, a lot of the shoots I do are like $1,000 or less. In fact, a lot of the clients I have don't, really appreciate the power of some of the things I do to the, uh, do for them. And, uh, it's because they don't, they just don't appreciate all the work that goes into it. I mean, can I tell you an interesting story about, but this? they're easy clients to get. Yes. Um, we had a client that just recently she, I said, Hey, we can do a video for this. We did a video for that. And she says, whoa, 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 you're charging us too much. Okay, no problem, no problem. It's it's kind of one of those pre- people that we're, we're just doing to help out because right. it wasn't even a moneymaker by no means, okay? Literally, I, I, I want to tell you this. We wanted to help these lady this lady out. It was a $250 project, okay? okay. Her poor little senior, you know, her family was not able to, um, to make it to graduation because this year was a weird year. Mm-hmm. So we were just doing some slideshows, different things. Very simple, correct? We didn't do none of the shooting. Do I ever do stuff like that? No. I never. And I told myself I'd never do it again. I do not. I don't like to. Unless it's you. I'd edit after you. Mm-hmm. But I do not edit after other people. Why? Because it's not my project. Why? Because, first of all, I'm not going to be passionate about it because it's not my work. Right. So we decided to do it. And she was frustrated with us. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We wanted to work with her. I'll go. I will lose money before I make somebody mad. 
Right. No matter what in business. Business is business, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it only takes one person to ruin your reputation in the area. One person. And after after that happens, lots of talk. So do whatever you can to make it right. So she came in and she was upset with what she got. Well, it was something that she didn't send us the notes and we didn't ever receive them on how she wanted things. No big deal. You know what I mean? So it was this big project. We were like, oh man, you know, I said, hey, please come to the studio and we'll edit with you. Ooh, she did. Okay. She was there from one o'clock till nine o'clock. Do you know what our hourly rate is to edit? $75 an hour per person. Right. We had three people on staff that night. Okay. Just so, being honest. Okay. Yeah. Okay? And that's very reasonable prices. That's I mean, very reasonable pricing. Right. And we were doing this, 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 and putting that together, building that, you know, the front end. And and these people are staying later than they're used to, I'm sure. Yes. And right. then it was 100 degrees, and my air conditioner had been out. Oh, it was worse. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling this, and they can watch it today. But this is and real. we would be yeah. on the same path. Mm-hmm. They know we went away over and beyond, and they said, Landon, we had no idea that this stuff took so long. No idea. And I said, there you go. What if you guys could take a client with you from the start of production, the thought, the script, the getting the camera equipment out, charging the batteries, getting all this stuff back into the car because mm-hmm. you got the shoot, right? going to the job in your car that you pay insurance on, then going to the shoot actually shooting it saying hey to the people smiling and then coming back praying to god that your memory cards don't fail or anything weird happens then getting back to your computer you upload it you upload it on your server because you don't want to you want to back up your product because you don't mm-hmm. want to lose it you can't shoot that again this is everything keeps, this, is, this is if everything goes well on the shoot that's too. correct right. it keeps on going this is best case scenario yes <laughs> yes so then you got editing time, then you got computers, then, you know, we have eight computers at the studio, you know, and we have two supercomputers and that's the stuff we do our green screen work on and 4k and all the different kind of layers and stuff. So it just keeps escalating. And I can tell you right now is like from two years ago and me and my wife were talking the other night, like what, what have we done? Like, can I just go back to shooting just by myself and with one camera and uh, an iMac? Can we just do that? No, I can't. I love what I do. Okay. I love what I do. I love the people that work with me. I love the people we work for. Let's go. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) I'm sorry. I get passionate about it. No, I love hearing this. I mean, I'm you who completely uh, uh, hypnotized me here because I really, I had no idea where this conversation would go. We literally sat down the podcast. He walked the door. I turned on the lights. We sat down. We started. Right. But, uh, you are really speaking to me right now because I really am conflicted within myself on, man, should I scale my business up or can I just keep going like this for the rest of my life and be happy that way? Maybe I'm smarter. I scale different ways and I retire potentially early and then go travel the world and shoot or, but a part of me really wants to do what you do. Here's, here's where we're at. Next month we could go bankrupt. Next month we could make our year's budget. Right. That's how big we've gotten so quick mm. that it's scary. It really is scary. Um, Especially with uh, so many people. Whenever you're watching this, we're in the middle of COVID right now. Uh, we're a month before the election. Uh, state, I'm not trying to get political anyway or the other. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just making the observation. 
Yes. Things are as unpredictable as they've ever been in this country. Yes, I agree. And hard, too, because everyone is uncomfortable. And What do we do? Guess right. what? Guess what, guys? The first thing they're going to cut is advertising, okay? But if they're a successful business, that's the last thing they need to cut. Right. I'll show you. I'll show you why. <laughs> you know what I mean? The more times you get out of people's face or that branding right. or that logo that you see on, you know, when you're scrolling, they're not going to call you. They're going to call the next person. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. I keep. Well, well, how how on earth? Okay. And this is something that's blown my mind too. Uh, when you called me to uh, do the little, um, the uh, the short video that I did, like the thirty second one minute video I did for your uh, premiere mm-hmm. that night. Okay, let me ask you a deep question. Yes. Okay, guys. He might need to edit that. I have no idea. No, I'll never edit any of my podcasts unless someone just attacks me. But here's the thing. This guy right here, I'm just going to tell you. He came out. I don't know why he came out, but I asked him to. And he did it. And um, we talk about free. But it's not free. I never did pay you. I tried to get to pay you a couple times, but here it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for you. Do you understand? Yeah. Like here for you. I don't know if you still uh, remember that or not. I just want to get that out there. Well, well thank you. I mean, I'm being serious you because come here, well, I was so blown away and I felt like you were doing such a great thing. I felt like I didn't, I didn't want to like charge for it. It was something that I felt like was such a positive thing for the world that I didn't want to charge for it. Okay, um, and here's the thing, okay, guys? If you're hearing this right now, this guy, me and my wife talked about this guy for several hours, and I was like, okay, whoa, whoa, it's getting really deep now, okay, but good. Okay, so this guy, he keeps helping me, and uh, I call him up, and um, even about the Association of Photography of America or whatever. Professional okay. Photography yes, of America, yes. yeah. And then getting insurance and different things, and I kept calling him like every month, okay? I did. Was it really that much? Yes. Okay. Yes, I it remember. was. This guy, I was the guy on the bottom of the ladder. He was in the middle, okay? So he had his hand out uh, helping me just like we all should, okay? If we're brothers out there trying to help each other out or ladies that are in this industry, man, let's make each other better because guess what? When you have that good network that you can go to, hey, Jonathan, I need you to come out here. We got this big event. I need you to... I, I, yeah, I don't trust many other people, but I trust you. You can do it because I've seen your work. <laughs> Come out here, please. I need your help, okay? Yeah. Do you mind if I give my philosophy on all that? Go. Yeah, sure. Real quick. Please, um, you're making me sound like a real nice guy. No, it's the truth. It's, it's the truth. Other people, and this is the truth, could sit in front of that mic and tell you some terrible stories about me. Here's why. I believe in helping people out who are good for the industry. If someone doesn't quite get it yet and they're hurting the industry... I will kind of quarantine them until they get it right. So if someone call, if someone's, for example, charging no, nothing for free work, they're doing a bunch of work and just putting other photographers out of business. Like I'm always going to be fine, but I have seen people who are talented, who don't have as good business sense, I think, as you and I do, um, you know, who get wiped out by these photographers who come in and out of the industry doing free work. And if you're the kind of person who comes into that, um, you are what I, what I would consider bad for the industry. If you're good for the industry, what I would consider is someone who charges, who does good work, who uh, makes people want more photos and video, and also isn't insecure about thinking, you know, paranoid that you're just out to take them out and take them down. And I mean, people can talk. There's a lot of people who are very good, 
who are direct competitors with me who I'm very friendly with. Why? Because they make more professionals want more of us. The bad photographers who go out there and says, man, I hired a professional photographer. I hired a professional video guy. Video doesn't work. Oh, video works. Video is incredibly powerful. The reason you don't believe in video is because you hired someone who sucked and that person will never hire another video guy again because... He's jaded. He's yeah. jaded. That's why I'm like, listen, <laughs> you need to like just take some time. Like, here, let me, let me give you some good advice. Sometimes I will give good advice to people and they'll just say, I didn't ask for your help. Get out of here. You and, know, it's just like... And then this guy, he kept talking to me like 45 minutes to an hour sometimes. I mean, that's how long the conversations were sometimes. So well, now you could teach me, man. You. I have a lot of more questions now. Oh, it gets <laughs> deep, man. We might be here for the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy. Uh, like I said, uh, if uh, I try to keep it under three hours. I like to go from one to three, but we'll stay as long as we want. You know, it's so funny. You know, me being a parent of three kids, and uh, I was just playing my youngest one earlier. We, we went drifting. Anyway, that's a side note story. Yeah. He loves, we love cars. We By love the way, he has a much things. nicer car, uh, car now than the Toyota Corolla. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Very yeah. nice. But uh, the cool thing is, is I was able to spend time before I came here. But man, when I, you know, took a shower and went to dinner with my family, I was like, it's time to lay down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's bedtime, man. It's oh, no, no, it's <laughs> podcast it's time. Podcast. That's right. So let's do it. That's... All right. And you, all, you traveled all the way from Lexington too. So yeah, I appreciate not that bad. it. And you probably have a lot of work to do tomorrow, man. I really appreciate you coming Dude, back we're here. we're covered up i don't know what to tell you we're covered up like even my main people and i'm just being honest uh they're like hey landon have you got this video done i just got this this text just a while ago and that's a big client right here mm -hmm. i'm not gonna tell your name <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> but uh they're yeah. waiting on regular yeah. stuff man i'll tell you um when it comes to me being consistent and dependable i'm pretty bulletproof proof i've been in the bit i've been in the business for Truthfully, 10 years, but really, really, really official, like seven or eight years. I have been pretty bulletproof except for this year because I'm really surprised about how the uh, environment and the and the uh, just general feeling of the situation in our country uh, has affected me. I'm really surprised, probably because I paid too much attention to it. Have Has it affected you at all, or you just keep charging right on through? At first, when they said... You can't go out, this and that. Yeah. Um, literally, I went and built four motocross tracks. That was kind of a weird time for me. Yeah. I'm just being honest. That first month, zero. Zero. Mm -hmm. Like, my guys had to find something else to do. Right. And thank God they had other things they could do. You right. know what I mean? And I said, this, just bear with me, okay? <laughs> you really are the kind of guy who you just are a bulldozer you do not stop and when i uh was at your premiere for your feature film uh i was just a deer in the headlights like i cannot believe i sold this guy a gimbal like a year ago and uh, he's no. doing a feature film it really and is. i wasn't jealous at all honestly yes. i was like it was an absolute you were there awe. with me working beside yeah me. That's and it. i love brian pickett um mm -hmm. if he doesn't mind us mentioning him oh, uh, okay. on here like he's you're just surrounded by incredible that guy's phenomenal yeah I need to invite him on the podcast. I've been making a list of all the people I need to invite yes, on the podcast. Yes, he's a good guy. He's a super good guy. And he's shot for some of the biggest people in the world as well. Okay, well, I, I didn't know that. I need to. There's so many things I don't know about people yeah. 
that are amazing stories. And that's one of the reasons why I started on this podcast, because there's a lot of people out there who will interview Elon Musk. And obviously you want to listen to Elon Musk because he's a super interesting guy. The everyday people you meet are super interesting people. Everybody's interesting. Uh, Everybody's got a story. Right. And I didn't realize how interesting people were until I kind of started my own business and started dealing with clients. And as a photographer, too, or a videographer, um, it's interesting how people open up to you. And, yes. And want to tell you uh, pretty intimate details about their life. But uh, anyway, so, so... during that time, yeah. I, I, I still have equipment, by right. the way, um, from the dirt bike track. Okay. So I literally went out and, you know, did four tracks. And uh, I got to ride them. You know, this is what I love to do. Right. Am I a good rider? No, not at all. You don't have to, you don't have to be to have fun, man. But I, could, I know how to make that jump. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But after that, uh, we got a big contract to do a graduation. It was at North Davidson High School. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, well, and we're not going to talk about money on this one, but right. they it was a pretty, pretty decent size contract. It was well enough, but I couldn't do it for that because there was so much money going out. I had to have so many people involved. Mm-hmm. Three camera angles, shooting whole, the whole time, one person walking down the stage, then walking off. Five minutes later, the next one comes in. Yeah, exactly. 300 people. You know right. how long that takes? Yeah, especially all the memory that it takes. A long like time. Yeah. <laughs> and then editing it, and then syncing all that. Just, Brother. Just syncing the podcast from this. Okay, guys. annoying. This is not an advertisement. They do not pay for this podcast. Yeah. But Don't worry. Nobody watches this podcast, so nobody pays for advertisements. No, don't you worry. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen one day. They're, he's on to something here, okay? <laughs> We learned something just from, okay, we're going to go right to it. Right. We had a shoot uh, for Zumba this weekend, the mm-hmm. Worldwide Zumba Corporation. We did their next DVD, but nobody puts it on DVDs. That's what they, right, they right. call it. And that's what's getting ready to come out. Stay tuned, by the way. It'll be on their website, all okay. that kind of stuff. Okay. Strong Nation. Um, they have different kind of things. But we had to time sync all of the cameras so their editors could – actually bring it into premiere or right, final right. cut or whatever and edit because they were not on location. We had to live stream each camera. It got deep. Like all this stuff got deep there. We was looking, I was like, gosh, there's $200,000 worth of equipment here. How right. did this happen? Even I still in mind blown. And, uh, so doing that, uh, tentacle sync, that's what it's called. It's like locket boxes. It gets deep. It's way over my I've head. I've never heard of that. Exactly. Locket yeah. boxes is a time code. When you do the time code yep. thing, we had a we had one of those yep. that shoots down to 24 frames a second. Obviously, it's 20, 23.98 to yep. get technical. Yeah. And uh, 976 if you want to be really technical. No, well, but that's what we did. Not <laughs> right. 0.98. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too technical. And it, it synced everything all through your cameras and audio to the frame right. and no matter what we were blown away like we threw it all and it was it was a terabyte of footage it wasn't mm-hmm. that much right. but you know it was a quick workout our, our actor mm-hmm. she can only do so much so right <laughs> you know so during that time filming so tentacle sync what it does is it sends like a it's this weird code that goes into your microphone on each camera and also the channel just like a zoom or recorder mm-hmm. or anything 
and it sends a code like an internet signal almost, it sounds, but yeah. within 24 hours. So you have to reset it after 24 hours. But each one of those, you take a device like this, that's a tentacle sink. They're about this small, this big, square, mm-hmm. and you hook that in the side of the camera, and they're all blinking. They're all blinking green if they're synced together to the master. And that gives a time code so you can sync all your cameras in post. So like this right here, if you had tentacle sync on yeah. all of your cameras, you could dump it, sync it in two seconds. I wish. I mean, it takes me a good 20 minutes just to get the audio from all the three cameras right. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it, it's probably the easiest for me. But Now, is it expensive? Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. Is Locket Box it's expensive too? Yes, it's expensive. It's the, you know, the little, these cameras don't have it. But it's the little pin thing that looks like an old cable pin. Mm-hmm. That's your time code slot. So it got deep for us. Do we have to learn a lot? Yes. Here's my thing. Just going back to when I painted those 82 apartment complexes, did I know how to do it? No. Mm. Did I figure it out with a team? Yes. Because mm-hmm. I had the army. Right. Did we figure it out as we went? Did we sign this big contract and I was like, oh, no, what are we doing? We're getting ready to lose our job or lose a lot of money. Right. And we did it. Our team pulled it off. Hey, as long as you're uh, confident that you can, I mean, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people will talk about too, especially in the smaller uh, circles of the business. People will be like, hey, you know, I'm just trying to build a portfolio. Uh, somebody wants me to shoot their wedding, but I've never won- done a wedding before. How many weddings do I need to do before before I charge? It's like, are you confident in your ability to do a wedding? Yes. Okay, let me see some of your other work. They're a fantastic portrait photographer. All right, you've got what it takes. I charged for my first wedding. It was like 700 bucks for four hours. I did a great job. Did, had I ever done one before? No. But you have to gauge your own confidence, gauge your own abilities. Can I learn this? Yes. And honestly, I would say I do things the first time better than I do them the second time. Because the second time, I'm like, I got this. You over-deliver. Yeah. <laughs> You're scrambling to do whatever it takes right. to make it happen. You're 110% focused. You're paranoid that something's going to go wrong. You're double and triple checking everything. You're thinking about every possible variable that could possibly go wrong. The second time, you're like, I know how this works. <laughs> you don't charge anything the night before. You think, oh, you know what? I'll just charge the things in the morning. Like, <laughs> And that's when things get wrong. Oh, right? boy. Uh, I'm honestly thinking yes. like the first time I do things or the first few times I do things before I get comfortable is more dependable. Yeah. Uh, you overwork yourself and you don't sleep that night. Yeah. 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 I agree. And and I do amazing work. In Are fact, we talking about weddings? Because I got my you, two cents on weddings. You can talk about anything you want, man. You can say, you can throw shade any direction you want. Yeah. Uh, I can guarantee you uh, I do not mind the hate. People can downvote and make comments yeah. as all they want. Okay. I just want to provide good content. Of course. Weddings. Um, so we did our first wedding. And guess what? We did it for free mm-hmm. because we wanted to knock it out of the park. Right. And guess what? We got like 20 phone calls after that first wedding. Mm-hmm. And we were like, hold on, is this happening? You know what right. I mean? And that was when we were really first starting out. I'd say a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did. We started booking. And then we started overbooking. We were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not. No, we don't want to be gone every weekend. So our price was $1,500. Okay. Right. That was just a entry-level price mm-hmm. okay that's why we were booking so many so i doubled my price then nice. i doubled Notice it again doubled doubled, your doubled price. Yes. some people some people freak out about raising the prices like man i haven't raised my prices but you know what i'm really going to swallow it i'm going to raise my prices and they raise their price by like five percent or ten percent 
It's like, no, you doubled your price. Doubled. Good for you. And then you doubled it again. Yes. Um, Because I said, would I rather spend more time with my family on the weekends? Mm -hmm. Are you going to get that back? No. Here's another good question. When you doubled your price from uh, $1,500 to uh, $3,000, did you get any less business? No. (laughs) No. That's why we... You never do. That's why But people are terrified they're going to go out of business. That's why we doubled it again. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Yeah. And so now our limit on weddings, Mm -hmm. we love them. I'm a hopeless romantic. I mean, I love it. Right. Listen, the guys came in the other day. Mm -hmm. They said, Lenny, are you Okay. No, this music, and I'm crying over here. I'm just being <laughs> serious. It's so special. Um, anyways, that's it. Sorry. Right? Yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> but it's it's the truth, man. I get so wrapped up in them. You know, when we're editing them, you know, obviously my guys will. We have a team. We have a great team. So obviously we'll all go shoot uh, on a wedding day. We have three people, no matter what. Mm-hmm. The main camera guy, B-roll camera. And audio and getting rolling stuff. You know right, what I mean? Right. No matter what. Because audio is very important to make it to the... If listen. your audio sucks, your video sucks. That's right. Yep. Amen. <laughs> so that's what we really want to go to push it to the next level. And um, so what we do is we promise, well, we don't have any packages. It's either one or you don't get us. So mm. we throw you everything we give. Like everything. Right. We're there at the reception the night before. We spend the night. Also, we get that night. We stay there. In the morning, I don't care if you start at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We'll be there till 10.30 at night if you want us to, or later. Mm-hmm. There's no time schedule. You got us. You paid for us, you got us, okay? Right. We show up in our van. We charge everything we need, you know. Um, we got kind of like a rolling studio, so it works I've really I've seen well. your van. Very nice van. Yeah. Like, And you built that, too. Build it, yes. Man, the oh, man. the uh, discipline, the, the work ethic you have is through the charts. And, uh, I think I didn't finish what I was saying Go earlier. Ahead. When I was at your premiere... Yes. I asked somebody, just a stranger who seemed to know you. I'm like, how did Landon grow so much? He's like, do you know Landon? And I'm like, not really. He's like. It'd be funny who you asked. I have no I, idea. I know. I, know. I have no we'll idea. We'll never know. Um, but uh, he just said, if Landon sets his mind to something, it gets done. Yeah. I don't want to be proudful about it, but I want to work hard. Um no matter what. And yeah. I want to bring people with me. You know what I mean? I never, even today, if someone said, Hey, Jonathan, I want you to do a feature film of any kind. I would just be like, Hey, I appreciate it. Let me refu- uh, refer you to someone else. Cause I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Uh, you know, we spent I eight, couldn't do it. We spent eight months on that project and it got deep. It got deep. Well, um, before like, mm-hmm. um, so you got started and, and you started doing weddings and you took off, how did you transition from being kind of like what I would consider the run of the run of the mill video guy? Like you were doing kind of what I do still. Um, I th- I'm probably going to stay where I am. Maybe uh, what I'm probably going to do is scale my business a little bit, have a little bit of a bigger team, but I'm never going to take any huge corporate clients. I'm never going to take those kind of things. How did you go and get there? And also I'm curious how, much better do they pay those kind of things you don't have to give Mm -hmm. like oh it gives me this number but you can say it's if you you can Mm -hmm. if you're welcome to but if you don't want to at least give me like 300 percent a thousand percent more or something like that yeah so there for a while by the way this guy does great real estate videos if you want to sell a house you need this guy to do your real estate (laughs) i'm not kidding the one that i just awed over 
like, wow, is the downtown video, the one that you had a motion drawn and then you're parallaxing and then you highlighted it around it. Yeah, After Effects, yeah. <laughs> Great, okay? Dude, YouTube, that's all. <laughs> I know, YouTube. I know, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> Green screen for us. Yeah, exactly. So when, when you do that, I was like, you know, uh, we were doing real estate before, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we did is I always love packages. You don't get us if you don't get a package. Right. We will not work for you. We'll do a one-off video. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you $750. That's just a one-off, okay? And that's just a quick 35-second you mm-hmm. will interview kind of thing, coming through the house. Oh, it's pretty, you know, that right. kind of thing. But we love to get, and I'll tell you this, and this might be a secret to most people too, is if you're going to do a video, why not put the seller that's selling the house in the video and kind of get them to walk through it like a HGTV? Why? You're branding the person that's selling the house. You're branding the house. And if that person's popular at all, they're going to have a face recognition to say, hey, I know that person. Oh, that, ooh, that's a nice house. Yeah, it's a much better way to do a video. So I've tried doing those videos, but man. Uh, to get them to do it is like pulling teeth. Some people I don't promise. want to do it. Yes. Some people really want to do it, on the other hand, but they also don't want to prepare. And I can't stand it. I'm That's sorry if you're correct. a client who's done this yes. to me, but I show up. I've done all those prep work we were talking about earlier, staying up the night before, very few hours of sleep. I show up with all these lights. I've got my assistant with me. We're ready to shoot. And you haven't prepared anything. You look like junk. Yeah. And you're just going to think you can wing it. Like some people can wing it, but some people, and you get in front of the camera, surprise, you freeze. Yes, I agree. And you expect me to spend 10x time in post because you don't have a script and you want me to cut out all the ums and uhs and the repeats. That's why we do contracts with (laughs) six videos or more. We love to sign them up for 12 videos. Right. And you get a big, big discount. That is a smart. You're literally, if you do 12 videos and we, we will not sign you up. I'm sorry. Yeah. We do big contracts. That's. Listen, it's like a landscaper. Oh, my dad, he passed yep. away, but um, he, I grew up in the lawn industry, and I was the head weed eater, okay? I can weed eat like no other, and I can mm. mow stripes like no other either, right. okay? But he taught me so much. He says, you know, here's the thing. He was a very good businessman. He said this. He said, cutting lawns and weed eating them and, and taking care of them, that's what keeps the doors open. The landscape jobs... That's what brings home the money so you can go out and buy this boat or this right, RV right. or whatever. Okay. For me, those contract jobs, whether it be for corporate or real estate or whatever, those contracts keep the doors open. The weddings, the big contracts on the weekends or for big companies, corporations, that's our bread and butter. Bread right. and butter. Okay. Yeah. So let's keep the doors open. Let's figure out how do we get social media contracts with different people, marketing contracts. Uh, we do websites, we do marketing, we do all kinds of things. We've kind of like grown a lot and yep. exponentially. Why? Because we see that our clients, you don't just need video. Oh, you mean you shared that video that way and then you tagged how many people? No. Why did you do that? Why did you share it from Instagram to Facebook? You know it's going to block it. Mm. Oh, gosh, we can't talk about that. It's secrets. Anyways, <laughs> but I'm being serious. Yeah, it's true. You, You're exactly you've right. got to know how to share. And listen, if that video doesn't do good, then the other clients that are looking at them, they're spying on you. They're spying mm-hmm. on them, who you're working for. If that video doesn't do good, then they're not going to hire you to do the same thing. Right. Why? So you want that video to do good for your client because then that does good. Then they're talking. Then you get more clients. And then it just builds exponentially. Mm. 
And that's exactly what happened to you. You exploded. I get excited. I get excited. You ex- absolutely exploded. Yes. I think a lot. it has a lot to do with the fact that um, you uh, know a lot of people. Yes. You've got a great network. Tons uh, of people. I came here not knowing a single person. Zero. Not a soul. I have not no family in here. And that's on purpose. No offense. Like, I love it's my okay. family, but I love them from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. But um, you just absolutely exploded. I've always been an uh, admirer of what you've done and your work. And, uh, man, yeah. But uh, how did you go about thinking you could take things from just doing the small weddings? You know, weddings are not easy to do. Mm-hmm. But... It's a whole other thing to do a wedding versus some of the corporate projects you've done and the big contracts you've done. Yeah. And out the, of curiosity, let's uh, do put a number on. What would you consider a small budget versus a big budget uh, project? Under five is very small. Yeah. Uh, 15 plus, that's big. Bigger. Okay. okay. Uh, w- w- around what ballpark is the biggest contract you've gotten for let's say a single shoot or a group of shoots um um 15 to 20 range okay a one-off very nice very nice man um and, and the but reason i the reason go i asked ahead, go ahead and ask me how much went out yeah <laughs> okay yeah the reason i asked that is because uh people are curious you know sometimes you, you get a lot of competitors pricing each other or 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 being scared to charge a little bit more um, I don't mind putting my prices up. I like to charge a little bit more and because then it gives other people confidence to charge more. And, and let me tell you this, me. that biggest contract that we got, they said, uh, you're cheap. It was like, what? Yes. What? That happens very common to me too. Yes. Um, uh, I won't over, I try not to overshare this story, but I worked for another photographer, uh, before kind of like learning under some people. I've worked for several photographers before, but, um, uh, one guy charged $13,000 for a single image. We're talking about a photography thing. It was very similar to, I helped him uh, shoot something, and uh, it was very similar for the like $400 single photo shoot we did. But why did it charge $13,000? And he kind of asked me afterwards, he's like, hey, guess me how much, guess how much uh, this shoot today costs? And I'm like, I don't know, $400, $500? He's like, $13,000. And I'm like, What? And I got mad, too, because I'm like, how come you gypped, you stole that? It's like, hold on, let me tell you. Let me tell you the story. So I get a phone call from a company. Uh, they sound professional. Uh, I kind of know what I'm doing. So I could tell that they were probably a bigger company with a larger budget. Uh, but they're very, they're, they're specific in what they want from the shot. They're very vague about how important the shot is, who they're working for. Or anything else but I try to ask him as many questions as I can one of the things they really need to answer is how many times is this image being reproduced and online or in print because you really need to know that right for licensing issues and they said yeah we are reproducing this image uh, 800,000 times over across the country in print and it needs to be uh, produced large up to you know several you know dozen feet it's like okay thank you and then they kept talking about things. So I said, thank you very much. I'll, uh, I'll put up an estimate and call you back. So he waits a few minutes, puts an estimate, calls him back. And he says, yeah, for this image, I'll charge you $13,000. They say, okay. They didn't even 
negotiate with them. Don't budge. Right. Mm -hmm. And I asked them. It's a different playing field. Well, I I asked them, but how did you know you could charge $13,000 for a single image? He's like, Jonathan, do you know how much money you have to spend on 800,000 places to put an image across the country? Their budgets for this image and for this advertising thing is probably in the hundreds of millions. $13,000 for a single image is nothing. If I were to quote them $1,000, $2,000, they probably would have called the next guy because they don't know. That is right. We just had the same conversation with a good friend of mine, yeah, uh, Fred. We love Fred. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of our script writers. Okay. And uh, he said, you know... He said, Lana, he said, the biggest thing is, you know, sometimes you guys um, can show up with three or four people and still have the same image quality as 20 people show up. And it's all perception. You know what I mean? That 20 person crew just charged $100,000. You might have charged 10. You're selling yourself short. And what, I, what does he mean by that is the people we work for, they do get a good deal at the end of the day, okay? Mm-hmm. Or they wouldn't use us, okay? And believe me, when I tell you we are passionate about the people we work with, it is true. And the, obviously, you gotta be careful about friendships too in business ships. Um, you gotta keep it professional no matter what. Oh my okay? gosh. You gotta be careful of how, hey man, how's it going? Well, let's do this. Well, let's, hey, let's go have fun this weekend. You know what I mean? Be careful, okay? I don't know what to tell you because it just gives a different perspective, okay? I have had to learn that myself. Be Um, professional. One thing I was very good at was making sure I didn't mix family and friends with my business. So, Those are always free, by the way. Even from the very beginning, if I had people coming and saying, hey, you know, uh, man, we've been friends for so long. Can you do my wedding? Uh, Just recently, my wife's sister got married, and there was a little bit of like testing the waters with me. Hey, do you think you'd want to shoot the wedding? And I was just like, don't ask me, please, because the answer is no. I just don't work with family. The reason is because for me, photos are subjective and you could do a bang up job, like super awesome. But if the mother of the bride or something doesn't like the images because it's subjective, then you have possibly created awkwardness or much worse for the rest of your life. That's so, correct. That's so I correct. just I just prefer to say no friends, no family in business and uh Sometimes it's harder to do that as well, but I found maybe a little bit of feelings are hurt. Yeah. But overall, it's much better. No, don't. You got out good. Okay. <laughs> Promise. Okay. Because that will be. I know that I did. You will go to your grave on that one. They're going to uh, dangle it like a carrot. But no. you're talking about, too, when you do have. Because sometimes some of the people I work with who are my clients, I really like. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, but it's hard to keep that friendship business. Yeah. The business ship. Yeah. Yeah. Business ship. And also, we had the chance to sign a big contract uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we didn't. We said, you guys aren't ready. You've destroyed your Facebook, and they'll know who I'm talking about if they watch this, and we'll probably share it on my page, and they'll <laughs> say, huh, that's funny. You're talking about me. <laughs> and I said, you guys aren't ready. You guys have been plastering your Facebook with blog posts and this, and who cares? Yeah. Your your like count is at two to three to four people. Nobody's seeing your stuff. You're not ready. You need to recover first before you use me, right. or else you're going to waste your money. Mm-hmm. That's really honest of you. That's, and they were like, what? That's, yeah. that's the right thing to do, though, too. Yes. And I, I was there. I said, this is what you need to do before you call me back. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm a very blunt guy. You might not like it, but I'm going to try to steer you the direction that I've known and that steers you the right direction. Being, it's not even being blunt. It's just being direct and honest and helpful because so many times, especially here in the South, because we're in here, North Carolina, um, people will try to be polite and it ends up just hurting things. Being decisive, especially when you're trying to achieve a common goal is so important. And sometimes you don't have time, especially on set, especially on the sets that you work on, um, to, to worry about feelings and manners. Like Ooh. sometimes you just go say, Hey, listen, um, this, this, this script isn't working out. We need to quickly solve this. Um, it's too wordy. We told you this is going to be a minute. We run this through a word count. It's a minute and a half script. Like it's just not going to work. So you need to go back, run this through a word count, get it down to 50 seconds and maybe it'll work. That's All right. Correct. Good. That's it. No, no harm for you. I'm just making this objective, this objective observation. You run it through a word counter. It's a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. I was working with a film producer yeah. two weeks ago and uh, he said, uh, and we were doing a commercial for Jeep. By the way, we'll get into that. Okay, awesome. It keeps on getting deeper, like I said. <laughs> and uh, we had the, we thought that that was the final edit, and it wasn't. He said, it needs to be shorter. It needs to be, what do you mean? You're cheering up our project. You mean that that was an epic shot? Right. It doesn't matter what you think. Mm-hmm. He's paying your bills at the end of the day. Yep. But you know what? It turned out better. Mm-hmm. And now, as I, as I watch that Jeep commercial, it, it's not been released yet. We're like, man, that almost makes you tear up. Like, it's special. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's dynamic. It's great. Um, so, but if you get too close to the project sometimes, you're too close to it. You got to have an outsider. And even all my editors and stuff and different things, we run it through even when. You're just we, dropping bombs, man. Sorry. This is amazing. It gets big. This is good. It gets big. Yeah. Um, but even when my editors, you know, they'll finish their final product. Um, I, okay. So, here lately, I've had to step back from editing and camera work. Do I do it? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. But I'm the business guy. I'm the guy that talks and delegates, and um, I'm not afraid to point fingers, but I'll work that right there by your side. If you're not doing it right or something, or I want to show you how to do it better, I'll go get that Ronin and burn my shoulders out. I don't care, okay? <laughs> Listen, these I, shoulders don't. By the way, I saw you uh, on one of your Instagram, like, jumping and touching your toes. Oh, yeah, I'm I can surprised. Do a, I can do a Please don't do it here. But no. uh, I surprised <laughs> how flexible and, like, Dude. you you, yeah. you are athletic. That's why earlier I was talking yes. about, man, you are athletic. It's so. kind of mind-blowing when you go into a gym or even even the cheerleaders. They can't do a standing Russian split. I right. can. I, I had a cheerleading clinic, actually, okay. uh, a couple months ago. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was. I wouldn't have been yeah. surprised because you're talking no. about how you, you do these painting jobs, yeah. you build. I did that. That was a joke. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, they did comment on it. But, anyways. All right, man. Um, Sorry. Man, we're getting some really, really good. You were truthfully teaching me some things. And after this podcast, you can see, I'm going to start advertising. Hey, rather than just doing these prices for videos, I'm going to start doing larger contracts for 10 videos with clients. Well, here's the thing. At the yeah. end of the day, what would you rather do? Would you rather do 20 projects at a hundred dollars or would you rather do that one for you know two hundred dollars or something? two thousand dollars uh what would you rather do what were the numbers again one at two thousand okay or 20 at a hundred you know what i mean which I think, one would you i think I'd, I'd, ra- do, I'd rather do one for two thousand exactly yeah why would you not want to spend more time with your family yeah and exactly. do the thing that you want to do and love and guess what that other one's going to come in there for two thousand it's going to drop in your lap and you're like <laughs> Wow, I just doubled my profits. Yeah, exactly. Not even working hard and 
it's one of those games. But you know, as I speak to you, is is it loom and gloom? No. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes my wife's like, uh, "Honey, we don't have enough to make it this month." I'm just being honest. You know, it happens, okay? Mm. But we're so deep into projects and we haven't built out and. Let me tell you, you've got to stay up on your bills because sometimes it takes a little bit for clients to get big projects out. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like a contractor. Um, you know, when you're building a house, if you don't get a draw, you know, monthly, you're going to run out of money. You're not going to be able to build the house. Yep. So make sure that is another big part. You have to stay up on your bills. <laughs> if my wife yeah. watches this again, she's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, right. No, <laughs> she's, we she's, just did it last night together. Okay. Okay. So we're trying to stay up on everything because, you know, even though if you're working with pennies, it's the same thing. If you mm-hmm. have 50 pennies out and you owe 54 pennies, you're in the hole. Okay. Right. So that's the whole thing. I think one of the big things, one of the reasons you've gotten where you are too, is because you're willing to take that risk where, because... I will tell you this, I will never take a risk for me where this month might not make it. Um, that's just because I jump all in. I'm 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 super I, fiscally conservative. Yes, like, I'm not conservative, and that's uh, it's a good trait, but it's a bad trait. Has its pros and cons. Everything yes, has its every, pros and cons. Everything has its pros and cons. You're either yeah. you're either eating uh, wagyu. Oh my goodness. Do you know what Wagyu is? I have no idea what Wagyu is. So a client of mine, <laughs> a very, very good client of mine, sent me Wagyu. Anyways, it's Japanese meat. And the cow sits in a hammock. They bathe them. He eats beer, um, what is it, feed or whatever. Uh-huh. And they massage them and everything. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I like meat. Okay. Yeah, I love it's three hundred dollars. It's $300 a pound. <sighs> the marbling in the ribeye is unbelievable. Okay. So he sent me some. Unbelievable. Um Anyways, that has, I don't know why we're talking about this, but so some weeks you'll eat Wagyu, some weeks you'll eat nothing. Okay. You eat bread and yes. bread and water. And it's not a joke. Yeah. But we've kind of figured it out more and more. But also, what other people in any business, it could be a, a flooring company that you grow really fast, or it could be a videography marketing company like we are. Mm-hmm it's hard to grow how we've grown and still stay in business right. because you can outgrow your shoes really quick and then you could fail on one big job and ruin it. Here's a great question. Um, how did you find, it took me three years, three years to find a good assistant that I trust. That's uh, that's James Stevens, who was um, the first person on the podcast. Um, how did you find so much good help in such a short amount of time? I don't know. They kind of fell in my lap. Dude, it's your network, man. You've got, I yes. mean, that's, that's a huge advantage. But network. also being a good guy for so long. Yes. And usually, you know, and most of all my friends or anybody that I know, I can call them. They'll answer. They'll get back to me if they don't. They'll say, hey, I need your help on this shoot. Okay, I'll be there. When can I help? Yeah. We have another big shoot, a live stream for Habitat for Humanity that's coming up this Saturday. We need several people on set just to make mm-hmm. a big live stream kind of thing to go out and once again we had some other jobs that were on the books already and this came up just because of covid um obviously the live stream thing's kind of going crazy lately mm-hmm. and we were in that game we just didn't use our equipment because we had a big contract with a company so we bought all this expensive live stream equipment switchboards you know changers audio, yep. everything so we were already set up it was like well We'll do it to help you out. Okay. That's it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, then it changed into this job and then that job and just kept on. They talked and they talked. And Word of mouth yet again. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. But me personally, I don't like live stream because it's a one and go. And that's what the client is paying you for is to make that go smoothly. Right. Internet could not work that night and you don't get paid. What's that? I'm being serious. And it's a big job. Yeah. We've and already done is... two tests already on site yeah. to make sure it's work. It's, it's all going smooth. And we haven't done the job. We haven't got paid for it or anything yet, but it's happening. You know, mm-hmm. you know the things that come up like that are very touchy. It's almost like a wedding. You cannot redo that wedding. I don't think I can do okay. a live stream thing just because of all. It gets uh, technical. Yeah. Way over my head. But you know what? I got a guy. You know what I mean? You have to trust that guy with your life. And I do have several of those guys that I trust. And that's the biggest thing is one of my main guys, he's been with me seven years now. We just talked about that the other day. Um, He's been with me since he was 14. But but you've only been doing production for two. So he's been following you through... Construction, motocross. And he's my main guy for this. He's been learning on YouTube and different things, how to build websites. Now, just go look at our website. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm like, what are you... What? He went to college too during this time yeah. at the motocross track for websites. So it's it's one of those things. He stayed with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push your mic just a little bit closer. Go so ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. So no problem. he stayed with me, So, but he's learned with me as well. And we've kind of just been formed together. Okay. Is he the brainiac? Yeah, he is the brainiac. But the biggest thing at the end of the day is I need him. He needs me. He's not the outgoing go-getter. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither, none of my employees. Um that's what sets us apart. Um, you have to have a guy. If you're going to take it to the next level, you have to have a salesman. Well, what are you selling? You're selling yourself. That's it. Um, Interesting how you're emphasizing sales just like Basilio did too. I think that's such a, such an important uh, ingredient to success. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important because if you can't sell yourself, then what do you have to sell? Nothing. Nothing. I mean uh, – the reason I emphasize sales is because I have known, I mean, like I said, once again, I have several members of my family or extended family or in-laws who are incredible photographers. They really are. Um, but, and, and they have expressed interest in doing it for full time, but it never happened because they can't sell. They, they don't have the ability. Um, and also when I would kind of, trying to say, Hey, you know what, you, you, you know, I think you should charge more. Or, hey, you know, don't be afraid. And that's, that's that video. Let me, let me get it real quick. It's going to have to switch out the battery real quick. It's I all good. To, need to get, uh, I actually did order it, but because of the mailing system being so crazy. You know, I ordered some high end cables that have not come in yet from Amazon and I called Amazon and they said, yeah, it's two days after, or after they ship out. I'm like, no, it's not. Never mind. Anyways. Yeah. So where are we going next? I think we need to go back, backtrack just a little bit uh-huh. um, to name the kind of progression to leading up to the movie, I guess we would say. Yeah, that'd be good because um, we have both talked about and mentioned so many things that we're excited about. <laughs> Our story has kind of gone like, this is like watching, uh, what's that movie? It's okay. If you want to learn something, you'll learn something. Though. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, 
What was the first big project you got from doing one-off things for realtors or something to, and did you consciously intentionally go after it? Or was it something that landed in your lap? Landed in my lap again. Okay. Um, it was actually a documentary for Davidson Water. It's the world's largest rural water system in the world. It was their 50th anniversary, and um, they contacted me to say, hey, do you think you can do this? Do you have the team to do this? And I said, yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> no, we did not. Okay. Right. And it was way over my head again, and that was early on. That was probably a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. at least, or more. And... Uh, uh, it'll be a year tomorrow since we premiered Strangled, actually. Wow. The that's, his, that's his feature film, yeah. right. And um, so when when we were doing that and shooting that, we were dealing with CEOs and SOEs and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I knew them, but it was, you know, it was a big deal. You right. know, this was not a little corporation. You know, they had 150 employees and... Uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and guess what? They were premiering this video that we were shooting in a month at their 50th year banquet that billionaires were attending, like billionaires, um, because they invited Egger. Um, it's a big corporation that's coming over from Sweden. Right. Um, that's a big uh, user of Davidson Water. They were there. Lots of big wigs were there. And we premiered, oh gosh. I had computer failure right before the video. Keep talking. I'm going to check that camera. Just yeah. make sure it's working. We, we had computer failure right before we launched the video that evening. And guys, let me tell you, they were very understanding because they knew how computers work. Okay. Anything can crash right before you get ready to show it. And it did. So we had a program that we had. It was just a PowerPoint and we were able to fire but we played some music that night that corrupted something and we weren't able to just press the space bar and fire. And my tech guy was not there that night. And I'm pretty techy, but it was not going right. And I was just sweating. I just literally, everybody waiting on me, the CEO got up and says, hey, we all understand. Uh, we, we, we pray that this video goes through. They, they've worked hard on it and we can't wait to show it to you. Yeah. And he was very understanding. Five minutes later, I cued the video. I said, it's ready. I'm, I'm sorry. And I felt so horrible that night. Like, horrible. But- Isn't it amazing? Um, in fact, that's part of what gets me down sometimes. I notice, I quantify a lot of stuff in my life. Because if something, if I get to a point in a day where I'm like, I hate this right now. I'm very unhappy. What I like to try to do is work backwards to find out where it went from going good to going bad. And then I feel like, oh, that's the issue. Like 99% of the time, it's because I have felt bad about a project that I delivered or didn't deliver, right? And uh, I'm glad to hear that I'm not, I'm not Man, alone. It happens to everybody. But uh, that was the worst in my, in my history, I guess, of videography. But at least it works. It worked. And then we showed the commercial, and they all laughed, and they all cheered. And yeah. Great. Okay. And then after that night, they actually put it on Facebook, and it was – one of their biggest videos ever. And then wow. it went, um, you know, went viral. So wow. their little documentary. How many viral videos have you had? I mean, you've had a lot of, I'm, lots of viral, uh, now not in the millions, millions, but, um, oh, we, we got to do, um, Greensboro's, uh, we got invited to shoot. That was there the, the fire and the police thing. Yeah. yeah the lip sync challenge or something like that. Yeah. The and, fireman uh, and police. Yeah. Uh, lip sync challenge. So that was pretty cool. Um, that one hit, that one actually hit over a million views on many platforms, but obviously all of them did. Right. Right. At that point. 
Um, so that was fun though. Hanging out with the cops, you know, yeah. seeing bomb squad there and got to go in the bomb squad and see all the stuff, you know, it's kind yeah. of cool, you know, <laughs> hold on. Do they know who I am? Did they didn't do a background check <laughs> at all? Okay. Do they know my license is suspended? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. listen, we, in this industry, we've gotten to meet and hang out with some pretty cool people. Mm. I mean, it just keeps home going and, and hopefully through the story. We won't get on a tangent, and we'll get to some of those stories. Uh, it's just cool and exciting. And at the end of the day, listen, guys, you can do it no matter what. Listen, I started with a barred camera, okay, and I only had one backup battery. Well, cannons go through their batteries pretty quick. I mean, mm-hmm. it's astonished. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? So I was had my little car charger just to charge the other battery. You know, stuff happens, and that was all the equipment that I had. Right. And then I got a light from Harbor Freight to light the, the talent. Like, listen, guys, okay? It's all I had, right? right? But it's amazing. Oh. It's amazing um, how quickly you've, like, just exploded and grown onto the scene. And, uh, like, it's not just because I think you have talent, but also when I get to know people and I see someone particularly who's successful, I always like to strike up conversation with those people, even if it's not you know, in this type of environment, just a social gathering and everything else. And I'm the worst person to invite at a party. Like, if you want to buzzkill a party, please invite me. <laughs> but, like, I will just turn a real party that's going. I will arrive and bring everybody's, like, high down. Like, it's just uh, horrible. Anyway, but some common themes I have seen in people who are successful, without a doubt, it's not talent. Um, it's, it's not money. It always comes down to usually incredibly hard work lots of time invested and a fearless attitude to go for success and there's also probably a fourth one that's like unapologetic like anti-hater type of mentality like uh, there's a great um, um, car modification company called hater built they do a lot of Mustangs. It was a guy who just worked on his own Mustang. He got a lot of hate for it, um, but he worked through it. He ended up exploding onto the scene in, in that industry. And I think Haterbilt is a great <laughs> freaking marketing uh, branding thing, An example. But yeah, but uh, I see it in you know Basilio uh, and James has it. Um, uh, obviously, Jason and then and you too, like. It's so incredibly obvious to me what works. And you can tell people and show people and then point at examples. And people sometimes will just not go after it. And I think it's mostly comes down to they'll never admit this. They're scared. Let me tell you this. They're so afraid. Right after the the movie came out and it premiered and then it went on to Amazon, um, we had some pretty high-end people. It went on to Amazon? Yeah, okay. it's on Amazon right now. You just say that Sorry. as a matter of fact. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's on that's, Amazon. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, yeah. congratulations. So, when when we got done with the video, we had hundreds of applications sent to our email from our website and different things. Like, we want to work for you, blah, blah, blah. Like, big-time applications. Like, yeah, I've worked for, you know, this video producer, that video producer. And we just kept getting one after the other. And I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. You know, why did that happen? Isn't it amazing how you're talking about the industry that was so exclusive or non-inclusive to you? Yes. Are now sending you resumes. Blows my mind. 
blows it's, my mind. It's, uh, blows happened, my mind. it's happened to me too. Humbly blows yeah. my mind, okay? For me, I'm not going to say it was humble. It wasn't like, oh, I'm so good. It was more like, yes. was, for me, it was like, no, I'm not going to hire you. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. But, but I'm, not a, I'm not a good person in that room. But that here's realm. the other thing yeah. too, is we get a lot of people say, hey man, I, I want to come work with you. I want to learn. Can, yeah. can you teach me? Okay. No. And why is that? If you can't go out and prove me what you can do with you or without you, I'm not going to be able to teach you anything. If you can't go out and edit a basic, a basic video or have composition or anything, I can't teach you nothing. You've got to have a little bit of a basic. Listen, if you're going to go surf, you need to learn how to surf on the board and make sure the board don't crash on top of you and get you killed. Okay. Yeah. You got to learn how to swim. If you can't do those things, don't get in the industry. Okay. Or don't ask a, a producer say, Hey, can I come job shadow you? That's great. If you're a high school student, come on. Okay. And I know if you're doing that, okay, well, well, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that proudly. I'm yeah. saying that honestly, because we don't have the time, but if you can't show me that you're working and you have a cool video or two or three, Okay. It's it's if a re- it turns my head, you might have a job. Okay. Yeah. Also it just shows a certain amount of effort. Like like you're saying, someone comes and asks you, Hey, can you teach me how to surf? Can you swim? No. Go learn how to swim first. That's correct. There's gotta be a little bit of a give and take here. Okay. <sighs> um, and obviously, you know, I'm just saying that from a prof- professional's mm. point of view. Um, and that's that I wanted to kind of go with that too as well, because there's so many people that always want to say, Hey, I want to come job shadow you. They expect a handout. I okay. Mean, well, what do you mean? You know, there's hundreds of other people that want to job shadow us on a big set too. Yeah. So anyways, but there's been a couple of people that actually have chased me down and I'd meet for coffee. Okay. Right. Have we worked with them? All of them? No. Have we worked some of them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they keep, they're persistent. Hey man, you want to get coffee or something? Okay, I love to meet people. I love to meet people in person all the time just because I'm a people person. I love to meet with you. Right. Let's not talk over the phone. COVID's killed me because I won't, I don't, I'm a hugger, man. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> sorry, but I love people. Okay, so um, that's where that goes. Right. But I guess where we're we going now. No, uh, yeah, I mean. That was it on uh, that rabbit trail. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I think we're just going to do a bunch of rabbit trails, which I'm perfectly happy with. And if you don't like it, feel free to hit the dislike button on your way out. But, um, uh, let's talk about, so you were getting larger projects and also you do a whole variety of stuff, like lots, lots of live stuff. What in the world? Talk Where did we to get me, started? Yeah. Why on earth did you get a crazy idea that you could pull off a feature film and then take us through all the struggles, all the wild, the blood, sweat, and tears to premiere? Okay. If it was not Christ centered, we were not in it. Right. And I mean, Christ centered to spread the gospel point blank and just disclaimer for anybody you know uh landon is a christian so if you have a problem with that sorry uh but i believe in freedom of religion so do, mm-hmm. talk about whatever you want we yes. can talk about taboos including religions so go awesome. ahead um it's just a passion i have and you can be passionate about anything mm-hmm. but i knew that you know, who's going to come out and give you a budget for your first feature film. It's not going to happen. Okay. So I wanted to have a purpose in it. Hmm. So we did. So, wow. So the first video um, that I did anything over 10 minutes was my first kind of testimonial movie in a way. So we hot, we got this literally New York Yankees player. He got hurt. 
And we did a short testimony on that guy. He has a family now. He was a very prominent pitcher. Very good. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, you know, pitching right at 100 miles an hour. And we got to interview this guy. You know, we went to the Dash Stadium and we, you know, kind of mocked it up and kind of did a little reenactment kind of thing. You know, it was pretty cool. It turned out really good. It was very powerful just to share his story. And it was a short testimony just to show it at church. That's it. Right, right. Well, that video hit crazy on Facebook. And it wasn't even shared. I mean, it was shared a lot, but it went crazy. And we were like, what in the world? I have noticed, um, just making this observation, um, like sometimes I'll watch YouTube videos, music videos. Every once in a while, for some reason, YouTube will like recommend a Christian song to me. For me, I'm like, why in the world don't listen to Christian music? It's like, okay, why did you, why did you suggest this to me? And then uh, what I have noticed is wild because of how many hundreds of millions of views some of these music videos have. Yeah, that's correct. I agree. Um, and it's just like, wow, out in public, you would never think that this many people are religious. How come there isn't a larger presence online? Obviously, people are watching this stuff. Anyway, it's just just a curious thing that I feel like... Just like it's a niche, believe me. I got a good friend. He's another producer. He does hunting videos, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not the hunter, okay? (laughs) Okay, listen. (laughs) It's not radical enough for me, okay? Well, what I was suggesting (laughs) is I I feel like some of that stuff is filtered out online Mm -hmm. with um, software and uh, algorithms. It is. It is. I agree. And I disagree with that. Facebook like, is the world's worst. Because we, in going back and talking about marketing, uh-huh. even the things that you say or tag or whatever can hurt your views. Your algorithm. Your everything. algorithm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I do a lot of real estate. Um, a lot of the videos I'll try to sponsor, I have to be very careful with the words that I put in the, in the, uh, in the post because they'll automatically flag me for equal housing. It's like, this has nothing to do with equal housing. I'm literally putting advertising a video for a home for sale. That's correct. And I didn't mention any of the rules. There's a lot of Facebook cowboys that think they know what they're doing in a way in businesses. And you can hurt yourself a lot um, through businesses. If it's worth a good video and paying you to do a good video, mm -hmm. you need that person to help you out. I don't care if it's, um, you know, your videographer or whatever, but they need to know what they're doing to get you to that next level. Yeah. Okay. Cause if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Yes. Not twice and three times. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many times people like want to hire me, but say, Oh, but you know what? We don't have to worry with all that lighting. Like, uh, lighting is 50% of your <laughs> shot. You can have a junk crappy camera and uh, good lighting and make it look like Hollywood. It's like, Oh, we don't need to do a script. Uh, uh we don't, yes. we don't need to have a mic. Just, 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 Hold up your cell phone. Okay. Uh, a good plan executed is better than no plan. Yeah. Oh, now, believe me, I'm the kind of guy that goes off the cuff. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And those are the best ideas sometimes. But you can probably do it. There's yes. some people, though, yes. who have never... Cause if I know somebody who wants to, you know, to go off script and just, you know, uh, what you call wing it, um, and I'm familiar with them, and I know, you know, they regularly speak in public, they're used to doing that thing, Okay. But sometimes I'll just have a client who I've never before. I'm like, okay, sure, we can try to do it that way. Um, tell me, have you ever been in front of a camera before? No. Do you speak regularly? No. Do you have any type of regular like Instagram or, or social presence where you're regularly giving content? No. Do you think you can get in front of a camera and then just all of a sudden 
be something that someone doesn't immediately scroll past? Like maybe you're not ready for a video. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's why, uh, you know, really I, I, a lot of times it's discouraged some of these things. And they also say, Oh, so this is just the regular price, right? I was like, Ooh, man like when they start okay let's talk about pricing again yeah yeah um i used to not show up if it was under 500 Mm dollars. i would not leave my door Mm -hmm. if it was under 500 dollars. right um the price is going up okay also if it's a non-profit or something they're giving back the community i'm not scratching our back here but we cut our price in half Mm -hmm. if i believe in what they're doing okay Mm -hmm. i got to be a part of what you're doing and believe in it okay um, there's some things that we will not represent. You know what I mean? If right. it's, you know, left field taboo or something crazy that I yeah. don't, you know, doesn't go in my beliefs or uh, it's just not right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, Hey, let's, let's get salami from horses and let's kill the horse. You, no. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you that kind of extreme stuff. Right. Um, but no, that that's not going to happen. Very rare. Have we been able to say, Hey, I'm sorry, but we cannot work with you. Hope you understand Okay, no, no problem. Yeah, yeah. You have the right to refuse work or whatever you're going to do. Okay. Sometimes it gets hairy. Sometimes I've really gotten some people upset for saying, "Hey, I really appreciate it, but I can't." No, it's okay. Yeah. In our world, it, it gets hairy. Okay, and we're not going to go deep into that. Mm-hmm. But you just have to be nice about it. Be just think if you're in their shoes and they're wanting a video guy and they've got you in mind and they haven't been thinking of, of anybody else. They want you. Mm-hmm. It was really, uh, yeah, I don't think I can go down that road. I know this, uh, we, we, we want to talk about the taboo, but I was mm-hmm. thinking about um, a viral post that went viral in almost every photography group on Facebook that I'm a member of. And uh, it was wild, too, how some people were like, well, why did you tell the truth? Why didn't you just lie about it? Like, you didn't have to tell them the actual reason like I'm, I'm for saying, Hey, you know what? Uh, I really would love to work with you, but I'm the kind of the person who, I mean, maybe this hurts me, but honestly is the best policy, but you're in another, another level than I am. Can you be honest without just being punished for it in some cases, or do you just have to give like a vague or overbooked? Yeah. Oh. We can't get your deadline. I'm just being honest. Um, you find another reason. We have to. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, we can't. We can't. Um, I think that's a sad thing. Just talking about world, like yes, it gets deep. You know what I mean? It gets deep, and it hurts me as a as a person. We want to we want to make everybody happy and always deliver, but in this world, sometimes you have to say no. Okay. Because um, I, I I've been the type of person to tell a client like, hey, you know, uh, they'll say, hey, when are you free? I'm like, hey, I, I'm not gonna lie, I have availability, but I don't want to work with you again uh the last time we worked together um you were pretty rude to me and uh, got pretty angry uh that's so, interesting i'm yeah, glad you pulled that up because uh, i'm sorry you know i'm sorry to be that direct but i just want you to know that uh, i don't work with people who are like that on yes the job. and here's the thing they're going to hurt you and bring you down in the future and you don't need to associate with people like that you need mm-hmm. to pe- you need to be around people that's going to build you up be proud of what you're producing and mm-hmm. pay you and go to the next step because at the end of the day, you're providing for your family. Point blank, go to the next job. Okay. Yeah. It's it. interesting. Uh, I'm going to release a video. I have a bunch of YouTube video ideas not that aren't going to be podcasts. It's going to be more kind of like your typical YouTuber type of thing. But uh, one of the things I'm really going to uh, 
focus on is manipulative tactics that you run into in the professional world and how to defend yourself against them. And uh, I'm telling you what, if you have somebody who's manipulating you or trying to, uh, especially to say, like, say, hold your reputation hostage by saying, I know, I know a lot of people, and I'm going to leave you bad reviews, and I'm going to share stories online and everything else. Um, True colors will set you free. <laughs> uh, never be afraid of that is what I'm saying, just because if that person's treating you like that, they've treated everybody else like that, and Guys, nobody will nailed care it on the say. head. Nailed yeah. it on the head. That wraps that up, that yeah. segment. But, like, so, but so, many people, so many people just get stunned, frozen because of the fear. They're like, and I see this all the time in, in groups. Again, uh, they said, you know, I don't want, I'm, I'm so afraid that they, they'll, they'll leave me a bad review or, or that they'll drive away business for me. It's like, listen, if, this be, if, if your side of the story is true and they're really crazy, angry, manipulative, like give them the middle finger. Like, I don't care. I wouldn't say go that, that far. <laughs> Got to tell you a funny but story. tell them no move. and move on. Yeah. Got to yeah. tell you a funny story. Okay. I hope our audience will find this funny. I, I do. Yep. So back in the motocross days, we had a, a, a person that came and said, you know, I just couldn't see in the portage on, you know, you didn't have a light and everything. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I mean, okay. What, what's this about? A light and he gave us a bad review, like a number one, <laughs> one review at our motocross track. Oh, because and it, none of it was true. Light, Everybody, all of our people got owned him even. And yeah. you know what? I fixed him the next week. Okay. <laughs> you know why? Because I've got stadium lights everywhere. We right. put a stadium light on top of that thing. Uh-huh. I think it was baking the poo underneath. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> it was so bright. We fixed him up and everybody lost it the next week when they saw, saw the stadium light because yeah. they saw that comment. Right. Well, guess what? We had an army big enough to attack that and put that fire out. I'll tell you what, if you it do a lot of good and you do a lot of right, when someone tries to bring you down, you're going to see the fruits of your good labor. That is so correct. Right. Um, I saw completely anecdotally, uh, there was a, another photographer in the area who's very much kind of like, um, like the, the mom photographer, you know, that kind of thing where she just has a small business. Um, well, she shot a family portrait or something for somebody who had gotten married, but it was like the husband's second marriage. So his ex-wife got a bunch of her also crazy manipulative friends to just leave like 10 or 15 bad reviews with these made up stories on her Facebook page and on her Google and on her Yelp and everything you can imagine. Uh, That's horrible. It went viral and the person ended up it after the bad reviews, her reviews went down to like two stars or something. The internet (laughs) got wind of it and people who didn't even know were leaving your good reviews. Her reviews ended up being like going back up to like four and a half, 4.8 stars because she ended up getting just, thousands that is crazy plus and probably quadrupled her business yes <laughs> just hey. because when someone tries is as strong as the evil or the bad seems if you do what's right i think even though it might be harder the harder the less easy path overall i do believe honesty and truth prevails that is it um nailed it and that's another thing. I get though, so passionate about that. That separates the, the right amateurs thing. from the professionals too, because a lot of people will be afraid to commit like you do to things. 
because there's so many fears and unknowns that are really just psychological veils. They're not walls. They're psychological veils that you can just walk right through if, if you know that they're not real. Um, anyway, so once again, let's try to get back on track we're, here. We're doing it. We're going to the video, so the video production right after, and the featured film. Yeah, right after that. So we've got, uh, we got story of a guy that just got out of jail 25 years. Mm-hmm. Life sentence. For almost, you know, he wanted to kill two people. And uh, he had three accounts of attempted murder. And that's not a joke. You know, he was got out. Proven. This isn't like a false no, case. No, this is not a false case. This yep. is a true case. You can go read about it on uh, the paper, internet, everything. I got talking to him. And I was like, you know, I kind of wanted to do a short film, like a 10-minute. And uh, if you know me or anybody, everything escalates all the time. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Okay. And that's what we did. We met with the guy. I got so excited about the story. We met with him first night. I pushed the recorder on the laptop. Another guy was there with him that knew him because I didn't know him from Adam. We sat in a room just like this. He was at the end of the table and he shared his story for four hours and I got it all on recording. Mm-hmm. So that was our movie right there. It was already done. The script was wrote. Right. My wife wrote the script. Okay. Several, several It's amazing weeks that your months. wife is that involved in it. Holy moly. Listen, my wife is a writer. She is a professional writer, by the way. She actually is getting jobs now for that. Uh, but she's so busy. She's also a Spanish teacher. Right. Um, she teaches at high school. Um, she was actually going for pre-med and didn't do that. And decided to go to major in Spanish. And that's how we met, by the way, is speaking Spanish. She's fluent. I'm fluent. Hey, that's it. Right. <laughs> so when we we started doing the script, it got getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Had gunshots, actions, explosions, fast cars. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, we are doing this. Right. And uh, hold on. What do you mean? You got you shot out the window at the guy? Yeah. That's got to be in the film. Right. Because you keep it real. Oh, we kept it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> if you've seen the video, <laughs> oh man, it it kept real. Right. Anyways, um, yeah, we even we even got so deep into it with what kind of gun we were going to use. It needed to be a revolver for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. It could not be a Glock or anything like that because it's hard to find blanks for Glocks and everything. So right. we used twenty-two blanks. Obviously, it's a whole lot louder than shooting a bullet because it's a blank. So and there's muzzle flash that comes out. Right. Uh, so it was a perfect, safe thing to use. Um, there was also, we doing more research and research because we were in charge of everything. Um, the script writing, the budget. Let me tell you, we started thinking, let's just keep it under 10 grand. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Eight months paying editors, paying this, um, set design, everything. It just kept on like escalating. I'm like, what are we doing? Let's do it. Let's just do it. Do it. Go, go. Right. We're never going to, I didn't say never, but if we're going to do it, let's do it. Let's have fun and uh, let's enjoy each other. Mm-hmm. Every time we're on set, there was 23 days we were actually filming on set. That's a lot of days for a film. Okay. Um, guess what? You've got to feed those people. Plus you're learning too. I mean, no yes. apologies. I mean, yes. this is your first time. First time. Doing something like this. Yes. But we started in with the right settings because we did a lot of research on what settings we're using, what are we doing, and then a lot of luck shots. There's some of the shots in the video that the sunset, the hurricane was actually coming through, and it left the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen. We got it on camera with the main actor mm-hmm. sitting on the truck, 
we needed some b-roll to connect some scenes and we got it we were like you got it you're um, unbelievable and it happened there's a lot of luck in the shots and then you know hiring actors and not just actors that just do this for fun but actors you know um who are gonna uh, you know the casting it took several you know several months to find the right person that we were going to use for our main actor i had uh, i had a person in mind and uh only had him in mind because i was like i want you we're not getting anybody else we're not going to do this film without you he committed i was like okay we're good we're good yep. everybody else will fill in and um even you know not getting political or anything but i even wanted to because the pastor was black in the in, in the in the real story, and I wanted to get a boisterous, you know, big deep voice. Well, Mark Robinson. I don't know if you know Mark Robinson. I know he's, he might be your lieutenant governor <laughs> in a couple of months or a month, by the way. Yeah. Um. So, I wanted somebody that had that voice. I called him up. I said, "Hey, this is what we're doing." Okay. 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 We'll meet you on set. Great. Wow. I knew he could deliver. I sent him the script over. Um, he delivered. Um, many of the actors delivered. Ron Godfrey. I'll just keep on going through the list. Jeremy Gray was our main actor. He had done many uh, shootings, never had a main role in a feature film. Uh, he's done a lot of modeling for Lowe's, Home Depot, Cobalt, high-end production stuff. And uh, his brother was also in the high-end scene as well. And uh, he come along, and in the scene, the bar fight, he actually hit his brother and uh, literally got blood. Oh, man. All over his face. Um, so little things like that. So shoot, making the script, casting, figuring out shot locations. And once again, everybody in Davidson County I know, and that's where we shot. It was based in Lexington. It actually happened in Lexington. I even kept it to the same stores that it actually happened to if they were still there. Okay. Mm. Uh, literally where he got caught, we reenacted it at the same store. Let me just tell you this, how deep it gets. It gets deep and it gets emotional for me. And when I tell you this, I hope people are still watching to make it to this point right here. When you spend 25 years in prison and you invite him back on set because he's going to make uh, an entry in the film, letting himself out, he walks into the prison doors, sees his main actor that he's you know being portrayed by, and he walks into the cell nobody knew this the sheriff nobody we didn't know it nothing he started breaking out in tears the guy that it happened to the 25 year old or the 25 year old prison guy that was so in there 25 years the real guy not the, the real guy yeah. he started breaking out in tears what's going on oh my gosh he said landon you're not going to believe this but right there's where it happened and we were in the same prison cell i was like you're kidding me that's where he tried to commit suicide that night in the story he said that's where it happened that's where everything changed for me i was like holy moly <laughs> you know what i mean right that actor just acted that out before he got there because we didn't want him reliving the hanging scene because that was real stuff we had to have a hanging scene and the b-roll the up lead also we worked with artists because we didn't have copyrights to music so we worked with many artists on getting one-offs mm-hmm. um, strangled film theme music um, different uh, piano music, all kinds of stuff that we had. We had over 12 different productions in the music industry that we had and recorded right. and produced during the making of the film that we did, by the way. Yeah, you learned a lot of stuff. Yeah, it keeps on going. <laughs> yeah. 
even a violin scene that we needed. Um, I needed a violin player, and that just came up. And we even our band is soundproof, and we got we we filmed that on scene. And behind the scenes, she's playing in the van, and it's so crisp. It's like, man, are we in a studio? Because it right. sounded that good. So, anyways, acting all this and everything. Uh, not going to be a spoiler alert, but it is. But, you know, he was able to let his own self out because we put the prison guard uniform on the guy that was in prison for 25 years, and he let his old self out. That's it really was. Neat. It gets deep. Yeah. You know, because we wanted him to be a part and make an appearance in the video because it was about him. Right. And at the last scene, we did the freeze frame. The story was about him. Right. So it was special. And through that whole time, you know, we were thinking, well, gosh, we got to do a photo shoot for the cover. Dude, let me tell you about that. That was amazing. That came up. I had this idea in my head. I saw it done. Actually, Travis Pastrana did something like that, um, Flames, and it it went behind them. And I was like, we've got to have a pop flash coming to the left, up lighting so we can have the subject lit somewhat in the pond. Did you ever remember that? The, the the front yeah 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 obviously um one of the best pictures we've ever captured i think in our production history um it was a night shoot it was with you a didn't Nikon. do that in photoshop no sir zero photoshop I zero thought it was done in photoshop real got behind the scenes <laughs> to prove it okay you see i never would have imagined dude it gets deep. because he has on one side one suit and the other side one suit i just figured okay i just figured you took two shots obviously masked yes. one side yes we did do that okay. but the flames and everything behind it no okay. that is not artwork or anything wow so that night we knew what we were going to do um, obviously we had to build a platform that was two inches under the water i was there that day scrambling to get the platform in i was mm-hmm. there in the pond with a sledgehammer beating down the floor stops and making a platform just hammering, you know, in the middle of a pond, making a platform two inches under that way. He could look like he was standing on the water. I wanted that dramatic. And then to the white where it was before and after kind of deal. You know what I mean? Um, and we had a paint sprayer and we had mineral spirits, gasoline. Okay. We had that in our little pump sprayer over here and we took the tip off and, Man, if you want a flame shot, I'm not telling you to do this, okay? So please, guys, don't do this at home. But you're going to have 20 feet of flames coming out of that thing. When that thing builds up pressure, <laughs> oh, man. Listen, your air conditioner back there, it's yeah, toast. It's, it's gone. 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 Goodness. Yeah, so that's what we did behind the actor. The first time we did it, he almost fell off because he said, whoa, man, that was hot. Yeah. I mean, so we actually took that shot 23 times and nailed it on the 23rd try. So 23 explosions. We had the crew here in the boat right out of the frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, we anchored them. I was in the water because our main actor uh, for the cover shoot, we had him handcuffed and shackled. So he could right. not swim. Like I was his rescue. I can right. swim pretty good. Uh, but it just kept on escalating. And all that happened perfectly. Then we went into studio that night because we had everybody on set. And we did the other part. And obviously, we cut them in half, and then we just meshed them together. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Um, so we have a psych wall, and uh, we change it for different shoots and everything. And that really come in uh, handy a lot uh, during the shoot, uh, the making. What would you say, um, how much more did you learn? Like, going in, you're like, a level, like let's just say this is like a video game type of style. Like, 
your level what type of video level guy? three to like level eight at the end like we learn so much like out of 10 yes okay yeah we learn so much it forces you to learn because these actors are expecting hollywood you know what i mean yeah. they're expecting the best someone who and knows what they're doing they want to because every time they're in a feature they're mb what is that called again mbd I have no idea, dude. Oh You're, I'm not. That's not my industry. Yeah. Well, obviously, all the actors have it. Okay. Right. That is bad because I have an account with them. <laughs> anyway, it's big. It's yeah. what all actors. Their oh wait, platform. IMDb. Yes, IMDb. Okay. That's oh, it. okay. I thought so, you were talking about some no, on-set type of thing. Okay, I know what. So IMDb when you're is. working with that, um, you know, all your actors want to have credits, and you got to get it just right because right. you want respect thing. It's a respect. So we had to do that and everything. So when they have a movie come out, they don't want. You're always better than yourself. You don't want to have a movie start. Okay, your first production, you want to have it at a one. Well, these actors don't want to have a movie that they just did last month at a five, and then yours turn out at a two. They want to progress. Right. So they seen our work. They knew what we could do, but we had to bring it to the next level and make it, you know, a seven. How did it score? So... It's pretty good. You All can right. go on there right now. We're at 4.5. I think it's the right now. And that wow. is a big deal on IMBD. On your first movie? First one. Like two, it was, wasn't even two years after you got your first camera. I was like, I mean, yeah, you can look it up. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strangled film is what it's called. Okay. And uh, let me go back and talk to you about the budget a little bit. Okay. Yeah. We started talking about 10000 at first. No, no, no. We blew it out of the water the first month. If I could put a price tag on this movie... I hate to say it because I, I started selling things like selling trucks and cars that we owned and things just to pay for the movie. These and are the my type wife, of things you'd build. Yes. My wife was like, what are you doing? You've got to stop. Stop, honey. We're going to be broke. We're, we're going broke. It's really hard to do that when you've got a family, especially when yes. you've got kids. Yeah, we got kids and we got bills that come in. So we just did it and we did it all the way up till the date. And I, I'll call his name out right now. And this has never been public, but it's getting ready to be public. We didn't even have enough money to book the theater to show the premiere in. And a friend asked, he says, what do you need? I said, Josh, I said, we don't even have the money to book the premiere and pay for it. He said, bro, I got you. I'm like, you're, you're, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Just kept step by step by step by step. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? His name's Josh Tackett. And if he ever hears this, thank you, brother. <laughs> I'm sorry I shouted you out, but... That's, I'm sorry. Anyways. No worries. If, if you really wanted removed, it yes. will. But, no, uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. He goes deep. So just little things like that that happened and sponsors that started coming on, uh, restaurants and different things and Bruce's Tuxedo, they donated 20 suits for us. Okay. We bought 50, but you know, that's a big <laughs> deal. Right. You know, we had all of our actors in tuxedos and man, that we rented a limo. I mean, it was Okay, if you've ever been to Hollywood or seen what happens there on a premiere night, it was not far off. Mm-hmm. I do not believe at all. I think uh, you were, uh, maybe, you, I mean, obviously Hollywood is Hollywood. but uh, It's a different level. You had, I was there shooting the premiere, coverage of the premiere anyway, and you had a line going around the block, all the way around the block. Dude. And this is. I about lost it. And what I mean is it's all this time. Eight months coming to one night. I just lost it. I'm an emotional guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, you looked pretty held together. I was cool, but you didn't see me lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You didn't see me lose. But like lose it, a, like crying emotion. Just an emotion, like mm. man, this is really coming together, and there's there's really a sold out crowd. And by the way, that theater has not had a sold out crowd since Elvis came, the real Elvis. So just to put that in perspective, we were like, what in the so world? That was like last week. I mean, he's still alive right now. Yeah, he is alive. <laughs> <laughs> so the mayor came to me and the mayor spoke at our event yep. and uh, some different dignitaries or whatever. And uh, it was just a well thought out event. Uh, Drew Ava came and did some live music for us. That was actually our closer for our credits. And I wasn't expecting that. That happened at last minute. That was not planned. I was like, Drew, do you have your guitar? Yeah. I'm like, dude let's have an opener. I said, you go up there and, uh, this is going to be the, you know, so he opened it up, just kind of get everybody seated and it was perfect. Mm. And then I forgot, but I had a director, but I didn't tell her I was going to do that. And then it was like quiet for like 20 seconds, like, you know, crickets. So I had to get up and say, Hey mayor, come on out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause that was not a part of the plan. And they were okay. like, Landon, what did you do? So all the, it was all good. You know 20 what I mean? seconds is a long time yeah, too. But but it's, uh, I didn't, I didn't notice it. I mean, of course, I was running around doing my thing. But, uh, yes. um, man, I, I just was so impressed, so blown away by that. Uh, obviously, you'll never forget it the rest of your life, but I won't forget it for the rest of my life. I'm sure there's a, hundreds of people who were there last night who were in that night who uh, will never forget it. Um, yeah, well, we had 152 different actors that showed up in the credits. Gosh. So just put that in perspective, yeah. too. On your $10,000 budget sheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously well, that did not happen. Over and all, um, would I mean for you, uh, it wasn't about the profits. I don't think for this. No, no. But did you guys end up breaking even at least, or make, no. making a profit? No. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you something interesting. Oh, so you can do a movie? Well, you can do this for me. Right. You can do that for me. Right. It opened. If you get a chance to ever do a short film or anything to that extent, do it, do mm-hmm. it, do it, do I it. I really wanted to do an action thing. Um, I always have uh, illusions of grandeur, like uh, well, what I would do is if I, if I was president and how good a first lady like my wife would be, but also in more realistic um, things. It's like, man, you know, if Landon Grant can do a movie, and you told me this, it's just like, man, if I can do it, you can. That's right. And you could probably do it better. Yeah. <laughs> Being honest, no, I couldn't. Uh, the uh, I do want to ask you a question. Okay. Um, how do you deal with afterwards people saying stuff like, obviously you did a feature film, but it's not like you know James Bond is not Christopher Nolan. It's not, uh, you know, like what people would say. So what do you say about the people who who come to you and say, I mean, I don't understand why it's such a big deal and it's not that good or something, you know, right? Um, have you had any of that or has everybody been mostly around you positive? No, it's been mostly positive. Yeah. Um, the only thing they said that they said they wish it was longer. That's the only negative. Mm. And I said, well, great. We'll see you at the next one. Are you planning a second, uh, feature film? <laughs> is, is it already in production? Uh, don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's moving okay. right along. Right. Okay. I, uh, I guess I won't talk about that. Yeah. Um, Man, I just, I just, well, all right. So that was like a year ago now, right? Yeah, that's okay. correct. So what have you been doing since then? How has, uh, um, the production team grown? Um, obviously we're doing things for Jeep and, and some other things. Okay. Uh, share a little bit more knowledge just 
after that continuing because sometimes people have you know like their big hit it and quit it moment their you know uh um what do they call those songs that one, one hit, time wonders. one hit wonders, yeah, one hit wonders. Uh, billy ray sours yeah but <laughs> mikey break your heart yeah nobody knows but uh that. you've continued to grow you continue to be consistent you have a huge studio now one thing that i've been super impressed and and i'll message you when i see it i was like holy crap dude you're learning green screens you're doing all these things like, way over my head by like way. Uh, way over my head you have a giant studio with an enormous green screen now yeah it's not little it's and, uh, uh 25 by 25 with a corner psych wall all true you know dimension right how do you do you pay for all of this just from your profits from projects or yes um if you don't put money into your business you will fail i'm not scared one right. bit and that's what also being having a family you have to be careful and not waste all your money on growing mm-hmm. because there's got to be a there's got to be a grow hang on a minute grow hang on a minute right grow, right you know there's got to be a balance if not mm-hmm. you'll go broke next month exactly um this is uh business related to just just so people can learn to do you pay for everything up front in cash or do you like to borrow and leverage your money because there's two strategies yes yes um here's the thing if we're able to pay for it as we go we do that most of the time okay very rarely will we put something on credit okay I've got a Best Buy credit card. Right. Okay. I need a Mac or this, or I need this for a shoot. Okay. Go get it. Go pay it off that month. Okay. Right. That's it. Same thing for me. Not, um, we, we don't want to just hang ourselves over a hundred thousand dollars of debt because in is where we're at now in this industry is a hundred thousand in this game is nothing. Um, especially equipment. Um, we have a rolling studio that's 75,000. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not I'm not trying to talk money or like how did you get there or whatever. I don't know. It happened. It's just sharing your knowledge, man. Don't yes. worry. Nobody's yes. no one's thinking you're flexing. Yeah. So. No. Um so when okay, let's just talk about the Roland Studio. Why did we do that? We got this big contract um with a lady. The Rolling Studio is your van, right? Yeah, our okay. van. We yeah. got a sprinter van, it's the long one, mm-hmm. and uh we've got uh two queen size beds in the back, uh kitchen everything uh two two studios like literally our monitors fold down right double monitor double monitor two sections that we um, edit in Mm -hmm. and we can literally edit you know down the road it doesn't matter we have generator backup battery backup we can be off grid for five days with 10 gallons of gas and that's what we do Um, because we'll why did we have to build that is because we got a big contract with a race series with Monster Energy. That's oh, why we shoot. Drink a lot of Monster Energy. <laughs> You're just dropping this Jeep Monster. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we shoot with them. We can't say what we do. Yeah. Um, obviously, they it's all good. Right. <laughs> but, you know, so when we do that, we'll go up there. And the first time I did it, oh, by the way, it was in Wisconsin. And I went by myself. I loaded all my camera gear and thank you for the nice tote that came with the Ronin. Oh, really? I use that everywhere I yeah. go. I mean, I mean, I have no use for it. So you are the man. Like <laughs> that is my go-to because it's just big enough that they accept it. Right. And it's not to, I always have to pay an overload charge when I go flying. Okay. okay. So if we're more than 20 hours out, I will fly mm-hmm. and we will fly. Right. If we're 20 hours in, we drive. Do we love to drive? Yes, we do. Why? You imagine this, if you're on a shoot and it's, you're getting paid, they're expecting you, all the actors are going to be there, you know, they could spend $25,000 just to make the shoot happen. 
not counting you getting there, mm-hmm. okay? But if you don't show up and the, the camera gets lost on the plane, so here's the thing. I carry all my camera equipment that I cannot live without on me. You're right. not getting it. TSA is not getting it, and right. you're not putting it under. I'm not. Yeah, I agree. I mean, okay. just TSA is enough reason to travel. Yes. Yeah. So we carry a lot of equipment. So I carry everything underneath that we don't need for the shoot. I even go buy a tripod. You know what I mean? Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't happened yet. Because, you know, if you don't show up or if your camera don't show up, guess what? You don't have a job. Point blank. Yep. Don't have a job. And you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and guess what? You blotted that weekend out to get paid. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when we go up there and shoot, what we're responsible for is to follow a racer. Her name is Gray Ledbetter. Gray Ledbetter is a professional rallycross racer. She travels the world pretty much rallycross mm-hmm. racing. She drives a Ford fiesta you know what it's okay, so called. i said subaru i'm yeah. sorry no it's okay yep. subaru we we travel with them too mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all at the same event we're all good friends yeah it's kind of crazy um it's a it's a different world but it's a pretty cool world right. and uh if you've never been in a rallycross car and i'm not i'm not saying this again but media we get to ride we get to ride along and different right. things and when they do a burnout and that thing goes from zero to 60 in two and a half seconds all wheel spinning it's crazy <laughs> crazy okay yeah tell me man i'm a huge car guy i know so, so yeah. that is just amazing uh just the the engineering you know three hundred fifty thousand dollar car you know for the lights and five hundred thousand you know for the heavies you know like a travis pastrana or something like that ken block you know that's what they're racing um you know it's uh that's who we go and shoot uh so welcome to the world of rally cross we shoot world rally cross uh, we shoot Monster Energy, side-by-side racing, Monster Energy Pro 4, different things like that. Uh, we Can work alongside with Yamaha directly. We just did an unveiling two weeks ago, the first time seen in the wild, <laughs> uh, right. side-by-side that's been produced, and we did the first unveiling of it live. Well, not wow. live, but we did a live segment right. uh, for the the live or live stream or the actually the live event. Okay. So what we do is we show up on site with all of our equipment and we'll have opening videos that we shoot. Hey, we're here at Simon Sound Racing and we're have Grey Lab Better. And they'll interview all these cuts like you see in an ESPN. They'll go to a live cut uh, that's been recorded earlier. So what do you think about this? Um, the, you know, different things. You mm-hmm. know, Cam Newton to say, you know, what do you think about um, the, the future of this? That's been recorded before to be put in the live feed. Right. Okay. So that's what we do. We literally go with a team of three or four people in the van, uh, whether we fly or what, we'll go in the van. We love the van because guess what? We can bring all the equipment, all the lights, all the cameras. There's no option. We're bringing it. You think you need it? Put it in the van. Okay. And um, lots of storage. So cameras, you know, at least four or five cameras that we put on, you know, five GoPros at least, you know, different things because they... We too, gosh, we just killed another GoPro last weekend. We killed GoPros <laughs> all the time. I mean, they just destroyed. Uh, nothing I, we can do. Oh man, we killed a drone last weekend too. Yeah, drones, drones drop like flies. Not with me, yeah. but it I'm happens. Su- I'm surprised how many people just wreck their drones. Yeah, it um, happens. How do you feel about? Because it seems like you do so much as far as variety. We how do a would, big variety. How would you? Uh, answer the question when someone kind of disagrees on you variety versus um, specialty I'll say this real estate is good right now but will it be in a year 
if you have all your eggs in one basket, you will be without a job. Hmm. Real estate actually isn't fantastic right now. It's it's on the it's on the way it's on the it way sure down. Is. It's still selling because there's not a market. Everybody's no, I'm talking kind of about the there's not too many listings going on. Yes, so I agree. I'm talking like uh, mm-hmm. like me and you. Yeah, um, because uh, I, I'm pretty obsessive, especially with quantifying things. And I know for a fact listings are down by 40% from this time compared to last time just because people aren't confident. As far as real estate selling, it's still good. But that's also a lot of stuff that's just being sold that was already on the market. Mm-hmm. That's um, correct. But uh, anyway, that's just, that's just me. So about. we diversify in lots of things. Mm-hmm. We'll be the school um, photo shoot or whatever um, to a movie, to a short commercial, to a extreme high end commercial documentary. We're very versatile. We do everything. Right. Very rarely will we say no to something. Um, you know, we pick and choose, of course. And uh, you know, if it's not there on the price or where we can't you know, make good off of it or make a decent living, we're going to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's a budget there, if there's not, you know, we'll work with you. Right. We also do a lot of white collar work, I guess you'd say, is working for companies that we can't call it our own that will just literally, for example, uh, Zumba. Uh, we just got off of production uh, with Zumba, Strong Nation. Um, it's a hit workout kind of thing. Right, right. And you'll see it on there um, that we did. They will never know. Nobody in the world will ever know that we shot that. Right. Just will never know. It's produced by them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did we do it all? Yes. Okay. It's edited by them because they have their editors. They yeah. want. They know what they want because right. they want uh, redundancy within the edits. You kind of like a shooter for hire type. That's of correct. Thing. Yeah. That's correct. Um, you know, I like those, but I I love to have a project from start to finish that because you, it's mine. It's like landing grant signature. Yes. Right. Because exactly we can see mean. we don't have um, the say-so in, um, we want this camera angle here. No, we want this camera angle here. You know, different things that you have to work with and say, yes, no problem. We got you. It's really frustrating, too. I understand because sometimes there's things that you're not thinking about because they know they have to have a certain type of, um, I need to get them from my own mic. Um they have a certain logo that are going on, so they need a certain framing, so you don't understand what they're asking. But it is sometimes frustrating when there's not that, and they're asking for a shot that just sucks. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but um, even, and I'll just praise them, they are very professional in what mm-hmm. they do, Zumba. They knew exactly what they wanted, um, and it was very, very, very Isn't precise. Isn't it helpful when they know? Very precise. Want. Yes. Oh man, I love Please that. Please tell me what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be on the same page at the right. get go and in paper even. But it was a very lengthy contract. I don't mm-hmm. want to get into too depth. I mean, it's yeah, boring. No, we don't need to. No. That's fine. But um, it was the frame rate. Um, they needed behind the scenes. They needed this. They needed that. Um, there needed to be four grips. You know, two audio. You know, five cameramen. You know, blah blah blah. It kept on going on. And it was very precise. That's exactly why I don't want to get into that type of things because I do prefer, um, I think I'm more the kind of style who would prefer to build up a kind of a look and signature of his own. And I would be happy working for less and and having it just me, I don't know, with it's, a small team that I really like. I love enjoy. learning stuff. Like yeah. if I could make a rocket and be there hanging out with Elon Musk, I'd do it. <laughs> do I have the money or the budget? No. no. <laughs> but we that's the way I felt going into this production. Mm-hmm. It was a little over our heads. But you know what? We did the research. We put in the time before. Oh, okay. So by the way, <laughs> they wanted dollies on the set. Mm. We. Zoom is not listening. We ain't got no dollies. Right. And especially like the ones you want. Right. <laughs> Listen, no. 
Yeah. Well, guess what? I got a buddy and I know how. Okay. So we literally went start looking and these dollies that we were having to get were like $12,000 and they were high end like Hollywood dollies. Yeah. You sent me a message about those. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, no, we are not doing this. No, we're out of the, we're out of it. No, we're right. not. And I said, hold on. I said, you know what? Just like I did in that business the first time when we painted the apartment complexes, I didn't have any idea how we were going to do it. Look where it's gotten me. Right. I said, you know what? Let's do it. I told my wife, I says, let's do it. They're not going to think any different. They're going to think we're a production team and it's going to be okay. And they're going to think we're normal. Right. Not knowing we were on the smaller scale, but we over delivered Mm -hmm. and they were happy. They were very, very professional love uh, working beside their team. I cannot tell you enough. And uh, it was just very nice working with them. Um, but these dollies, we ended up making them ourselves. Um, we made them ourselves. I had a guy, uh, weld up everything, did the CNC machine. Uh, by the way, if you need a dolly, we got all the AutoCAD stuff <laughs> that we can make it up and print it out. Literally right. print it out. Right, right. Wow. But, but anyways, stuff but like that. But you completed the project already and they were happy with it. That's yes, what you're saying. That's correct. That's, that's important to emphasize because a lot of people would be like, you can't do that. What a lot of people don't realize is this is how the world turns. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't just you or me doing this. No. Uh, You've got to learn how to pass the baton right. to somebody that you don't know how to do. Right. And uh, But I'm, t- I'm just talking about when s- lots of times when you go out, let's just say you and me, let's say, hey, man, uh, I need someone to do my roof. Can you do my roof? A lot I, got, of the, I got a guy. A lot of, no, I mean, a lot of the people you will get quotes from when they're saying, yeah, I can do that. Um might not know how to do it exactly when they agree to it. Now they're going to go get one of their friends who has root before or someone who's licensed contracted. Uh, and you may say, Hey man, like even if you're like a smart person because you're not stupid and you don't want some amateur doing a roof, you can say, listen, I need licensed and insured and everything else. I need you to prove that to me. There are people who, and these are the best business people who say who don't have that when they say they can, but by the time that you need them to do the roof, then they show up, they've got the license, they've got the insurance, or they have someone who does have the license and the insurance. It's all legit and they get it done and they get it done right. We're not promoting, and I wanna make this perfectly clear, you going and doing a shabby job because you're saying yes, you're doing it because you're committed to getting it done right, bringing on the right people who know how to do it even if you don't, networking, collaborating with a good team, not in the bad way, faking it until you make it and ruining someone's production or ruining someone's wedding day or blowing thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars for a budget that people are depending on you for. So just to make it clear, that's what we're talking about here. But there was a month pre-planning before this shoot. Right. We knew we had a month when we signed the contract. And so, and it came down to the wire. I mm-hmm. mean, the wire. The that next day, we were setting up in the studio just to practice, and we did. And uh, that was the first time we set on the dolly, and it moved. So you know <laughs> what I mean. So, uh, Proram, a great company out of South Carolina. You know, we looked it up on eBay, and the wheels. You know, they're expensive. You know, and Proram, um, they cut us a pretty good deal. We told them what we were doing. So we were making them from scratch. Really, send some pictures. So we are, we're going to send them all some behind the scenes, great company. They worked with us big time. Okay. So program Dolly wheels, 
<laughs> but anyways, just yeah. a side note. But it all came together at the last minute that Thursday. We were literally going to shoot um, set up Friday and then Saturday and a Sunday shoot. Right. That's when all the actors and everybody were going to be there. Okay. Wow, man. Let's see. Oh, wow. That's just a completely different world that I'm in. So yeah. it's, it's good. That's exactly why I brought you on because you can share stories that. But here's the thing, man. I'm still in the same world you are. And exactly. I love that world. Exactly. You know what I mean? I love, I, okay, if, you know, I used to be, if I could have two real estate shoots a week. Right. Make a living by myself. Right. Well, then I hired a guy because we started getting more busy. Mm-hmm. And then Do more you still busy. do real estate shoots? Every once in a while. Yeah. You know. Um, Feel free to refer them to me if you can't do it. You know? Dude, I got you. <laughs> okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we do um, not much, and it's mm-hmm. just a local base. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um, we we do some podcasts and different things for some real estate people, um, and also like uh, some higher end shoots, like high end, right? Um, like a, um, we hire actors and we mm. go out with kayaks in this Models. awesome location, yeah, and yeah. you know have a script and mm-hmm. dialogue and voiceover and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, so yeah, my family got paid to play actually at one of these shoots because they said, Hey, we want a script. We don't want a, a family. Uh, we want two kids, you know, that are young and older and a, a, a little girl, a little boy and just have them smiling and having fun tubing. Right. I was like, does my family work? Yes. That's a perfect idea. So we hey, got as long paid. as it's easier. Man. Yeah. We got like, paid to play Yeah, and uh, stuff like that. The opportunities that come up and the places you get to stay. Um, Canada, let me just tell you about that a little bit. Canada was the actual world rally cross. Um, that's where all the Subarus, everybody from the whole world, the mm-hmm. best of the world rally cross come together. And it's a showdown in Canada. I'm really sorry. I couldn't be there by the way. You invited me to Canada. Yes. Sorry. I was booked. <laughs> I regretted it for oh, so long. <laughs> but I know. I know. Well, there was a drift event there that weekend. They yeah. had pro four trucks. They had everything there. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those events that, you know, they didn't have it this year because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's one of those events I encourage anybody to go to. Um, they close the streets down. It's a big deal. It's like soccer is in Argentina. Right. Rally for in Canada. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They shut the streets down and they went through the parade. You know, they paraded through the streets and actually had all the rally cross on the streets. And I just started counting because I was in the rally car. I was actually riding um, with one of the drivers. Okay. And, um, you know, I was just looking around me, counting how many millions of dollars of cars I can touch. There's one, two million, (laughs) four million. You know, it's just overwhelming. And I was like, you know, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the people that were able to be here with us and shoot that. Man, you got such an incredible attitude, man. Like, uh, Man, I love it. I love my job. Listen, you you people that are listening to this, if you're not passionate or don't love your job, get out of it. You're going to be miserable. If you love your job, do it and do it to it. I cannot thank I cannot thank even you guys enough for even encouraging me. So when you're sitting here, the, the little encouragements that you can give other people in this industry that truly help them. Well, I hope what some of the things I told you. I don't remember a single conversation, honestly. I That's don't remember crazy. any questions. It's like, okay. I remember that we yeah. had the conversations. Yeah. I can't remember what we talked about or the questions mm-hmm. you asked me. I hope yeah. it was helpful. But yeah, and, and during those questions, I didn't know anything about aperture. Um, nothing. Nothing. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Like I'm just amazed at manual how, settings. how much you've learned, the amount of time, the amount of focus, the amount of energy, the amount of dedication it takes to learn what you've learned and get where you've gotten is... To do it. And crazy. Do it. 
Yeah. Get on the ground, get a camera, go. Yeah, exactly. You'll learn really quick. The best teachers, and I've already said this on a podcast, so I know I'm repeating myself. Yeah. Sorry, I don't care. It's okay. Um, the best teachers, if you go to a class to learn, will only tell you to go back out and shoot. That's right. Yeah. Like, so just go and shoot. Go get shoot. started. You're going to learn <laughs> so much more rather than looking up countless YouTube videos. YouTube videos can help. But at some point, I saw a ratio that's, that's great for every hour of like tutorials you watch or read you need to spend 20 hours shooting mm. like don't be watching youtube videos all night and never pick up your camera like go out learn you learn so much quicker and once you kind of get over the learning curve a little bit and you start saying oh, okay I, I get i get how this uh you know in, in adobe premiere man it's it takes you, a while to get familiar with it are you an adobe guy yeah i'm an adobe guy i know you are what are you I don't even want to talk about it. Are you Final Cut? Yes, we are Final Cut. Okay, um, it's all right. It's are okay. we? Are we Adobe? <laughs> a little bit. We've had to because some things just do not. Like, right. You cannot. I, Adobe doesn't Apple, do everything either. No, right. you cannot put Apple ProRes, and you have to put it in Adobe mm-hmm. to make it render. Right. And then do time code and everything. You can do mm-hmm. that in Final Cut, but it right. just doesn't do it. Okay. So mm-hmm. there's different like Davinci, and it gets, keeps on going. You know, I what's really your color grade? try to just keep things simple because yes. I hate having to relearn a new huge software program. Uh, so if I can find a way to do it in Adobe or After Effects, do it. I will do That's it that right. way. And if it can't be done by them or you can't download a plugin that makes it work, I'll usually just outsource it <laughs> to someone who can and say. Also, another another person that helped me out is yeah. Indie Mogul. Indie. Do you know them? No, I'm sorry. I, I just yeah, I it's have okay. blinders on my life. Like I'm focusing so much yeah. on. Um, that's, that's who helped me out on this as well. Okay. Any mogul, he's a YouTuber as well, but they shoot like, like for Sriracha, you know, he did a segment on Sriracha. That's where he became famous mm-hmm. because it went viral as well. Right. It was very well done. It was a documentary that he shot. And, um, anyways, that, that's just a side note, but I'm just going back on, you know, thinking, all the people that's been there to help me out. And even Brian Pickett, he's been there. Um, you know, he's responsible for the cover photos for the movie. Mm. That's not me. I'm going to I'm not, uh, contact by the way, him after this. I yep. am not a photographer. I'm not <laughs> a photographer. He asked his photographer's underworld. <laughs> Listen, we're under <laughs> because yeah. I'm a, I'm a videographer. I'm more of a director. This now. is, this is more, uh, definitely both worlds. Yes, and in I fact, agree. I'm yeah. going to have, uh, cause you know, I'm a photo and video guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm also going to have a lot of people on here, I think, who are, have nothing to do with photo and video. For example, I know um, a plumber I would love to have on here. And I know that sounds like, why would you bring a plumber on? Because he's built a multi-million dollar business in just a few years. Yes. And I bet he could teach us a thing or two about, about how to business. grow photo business. Yes, that's right. Um, and uh, he, uh, I want to say, like, I mean, he's my neighbor. So, like. It's been amazing watching his business grow, um, learning from him. We're not like close friends or anything because, you know, neighbors like the best neighbor is someone you never know who they are. Yes. So we have our distance, right? All my neighbors know who but, I am. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's not just photographers here for sure. Definitely more photo video. Uh, is there a good is there a good common word, though, for photographer and videographer, but one word? Because the photographer and videographer underground doesn't quite roll off the tongue. But it's okay. No, it works good. I kind of yeah. like it because it is underground. We're right. underground. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Yeah. But, you know, I like it because uh, it really fits what we're talking about. We're getting, you know, not depth, depth, but we're getting pretty good. Mm-hmm. And we're being, 
I guess, open about different things. We're talking about some of the things that need do we, to be talked about that nobody else talks yeah, about. Yeah. Do we want to like publish this all over our personal Facebook kind of thing? No. Different things? No. But if you're going to, if you've made it to this point, you're still interested in about what we're talking about because it gets deep. And, and hopefully gets, like lots of times you'll talk to people who are doing well and you'll ask, man, how did you get there? And they'll give you some vague nonsense answer that it isn't helpful at all. Like, man, just keep going. Just, and it's not been all just keep going, buddy. Roses. No, it's not. Buddy, big time. Okay, let me tell you about my weekend two weekends ago. Like, more money went out than came in. You know what I mean? Because uh, in the Sprinter van that we got, our rims were literally delaminating our rims. And it's not because we have too much weight. I don't know why. It's one of those things that's a factor that they're not welded. And it just mm-hmm. came undone, and we blew a rim or blew a tire. Okay. So we blew our spare tire. Well, guess what? Not everybody's going to haul a motorhome around. They're not going to do it. So then we had to buy new rims, new tires, and that's not cheap. You know, people think, well, can you can you come film for $250? No. No, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right. We cannot show up, you know what I mean? Um, so just stuff like that. And then that same weekend, um, we were following a racer, and I was out of the the curtain out of the stadium there's nobody else around we had a racer one racer and there was containers right above that window and it hit the top foot of that container and just destroyed you know what i mean right two thousand dollars down the drain no big deal it happens okay but big deal but it does happen. yes it happens big deal okay and i I don't talk lightly and we're like oh yeah we're just no stuff happens um, just like in the construction industry or in the plumbing industry, you might hit a line that's a fiber optic line, and that line is like $3,000 to repair. Well, that comes out of your pocket if you didn't call 811 before you dig. You know, that happens, right. okay? So you've got to count the cost and different things. What if you had a camera that goes out, and you need three cameras that day, and you, you got to go get another one? You know, what if you have a, a, a scratch on your lens? You cannot be careful with equipment. Lenses are pretty pretty amazing how scratch resistant they are mm-hmm. but if you're shooting racing different things and you have pebbles coming out put that lens filter on man okay yeah. something right. it keeps getting deeper little things like that you got to be prepared for um when we were in bondurant shooting for dodge we worked for dodge as well um we just had a press release that um actually um four months ago made car and driver um so that was a big deal for us that yeah. was uh, it was one of one of the bigger headlines for Car and Driver that week. Um, then, do, you, do these clients just keep coming to you because word has spread? I don't know. I don't know. Once you like get you don't, like once you get in the game, yeah, the market's tiny and everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Like you don't have a secret mailing list. There's no like no secret person zero. you called. It's no, just zero. you've gone out there. You put your name out there. You put out good work. You treat your clients that you got well. Treat your clients like go. gold and yeah. always over deliver. And I can never tell you wrong about that. Always over deliver. Okay. Because mm-hmm. the, the customer, they're always going to, is the product good enough? You know what I mean? Am right. I going to pay this much for the product? Yes. Because if you always over deliver, it's all good. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. They've, they've essentially got a better value for it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's correct. The same money. And you know? then all in, you know, in, in kind of in that industry, like we were uh, with, with Nate, um, he's the head uh, marking guy for Jeep, mm-hmm. uh, Jeep Wrangler. We were with him a couple of weeks ago, and we were co-doing something for a big like four-wheel drive fest. 
And uh, that event happened in Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, right outside where everything's made. Mm -hmm. And Detroit, you know, is the capital of the world pretty much for cars. Right. And so all the big wigs are there. They were there that day for the event. We got to speak to everybody. Um, So they said, go, go do your thing. No script, no nothing. We had an idea of what we had to produce. They just said, go do your thing, get with your script writers, make it happen. That's very unusual to have that kind of thing happen. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing is, is we were working alongside another person that's already proven themselves in their editing and everything. So we already had our foot in the door. You know what I mean? Right. So we were already in like Flynn and we produced a, a commercial that they saw and they loved like top executive producers of Jeep, you know, of marketing. And uh, I'll show you tonight after the podcast, actually. I got okay. uh, here. I have so many yes. questions I want to ask you more, even if we run out of time. Yes. Like, uh, yes. Uh, specifically want to ask you something about my, um, anyway. But <laughs> not, I'm not putting you guys in the dark, I promise. It's something personal, nothing to do with the industry. Um, but, uh, man, how do you also, okay, two questions I want to ask. One, how do you negotiate with these guys? Okay. Uh, but, Second question before I get into that. Um, this one will be a shorter, easier question. If they ask you to come do a video, what type of cameras, what type of like equipment do you need to have even be considered? Like, Because I know a lot of people out there, like they need red cinema, right? Um, What's it being used for? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, but do they mm-hmm. specify, listen, we need, um, you've got to be shooting with these cameras at these frame rates. Or sometimes it, you can show up with like a 1DX Mark II. Like, Let me tell you all a secret. Y'all ready? Yeah. If you're shooting a Netflix documentary, you know, like mm-hmm. you need the red, the red epic, whatever you need, you're going to need that camera or they will not air it. Okay. Right. Um, I cannot forget uh, when I was a young kid, I think eight, nine, ten years old, I cannot remember it. It had an A and it was a documentary. I cannot think of the movie. It was like a very low budget film. It was a scary movie. Started with an A and I don't know what it is, but anyways, they had a very low budget and they blew it out of the water. They didn't have any cameras. It was horrible, horribly filmed, but it went to the box offices like crazy, but it made it happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for these specific jobs, do they require stuff? Yes. Different frame rate, all that kind of stuff. Pretty much the industry is 24 frames a second. Right. Especially if you're shooting commercial style, high-end stuff. I got an argument with someone who, who claimed it was 60, and I was like, no, it's not. It's 24. Okay. So I continue. Okay. No. <laughs> it's an internet argument. It doesn't now, matter. Now, can you use slow-mo in um, production? Yes, yes. You sure can. As, and as long as it's not a 24 timeline. It creates the film. Yeah. It creates the different feeling. Okay. Uh, but yes, you're going to deliver in 24, no matter mm. what. Even your motion blur, you know, it has to be set. If not, um, you know, even if you want motion blur, put a filter on that thing, man. Yeah. You got to. You're talking about the double uh, your frame rate type of thing. Yes, or 150. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Um, if you're, you know, wanting to steal some frames out of something, okay, shoot at 200 or plus. You know, mm-hmm. frame rate. You know. Um, some people. Some people. Uh, require very specific frame rates. Like if you shot at one fiftieth, and they found out, they'd be pissed because it should be one forty eight. That's correct. Right? Yes. So yes. You, you deal with clients who are like that sometimes. Oh yes. Okay. Oh yes. Um, there's a client that we dealt with out of Texas that we shot here. Um, what they do is they do a lot of shootings all over the place. They will send their people out, but if they have kind of vendors that 
work along them. They're very professional. They get mm-hmm. it done. They're very precise as well. Right. Like we'll set up a behind the scenes of where is your lighting? Is where's your key light? You know, it gets very very in depth. Uh, you know, what is your audio? You run it through XLR. You know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Obviously, if you're at that production level, you're going to have XLR hookups or at least uh, doing an external recorder. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, you know. All this that is, kind of stuff. I didn't uh, use external recorders until I made this podcast. I heard that. I always, I always find ways to make it happen in, in camera. camera just it's because the I best hate way. It's, so it's the best easy way to get your client the product now. <laughs> right. Exactly. It. And it saves yeah. me time in post, so I always use just transmitters or just uh, a yeah big clap. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I, I really, I really hate using external monitors, external recorders, and external audio. I hate it, but. Okay. I wanted to do some so things. So when we did the movie, and I knew this going in, I said, we're going to have to have a clapperboard mm-hmm. with scenes and takes and everything. Because right. if we don't, and we don't show that clapper to all the cameras, mm-hmm. we're going to be lost in the editing process. Yep. Because we had a note taker. We had a scene guy, a note taker the whole time during the... There was 20 some... It was a big set. Right. There was 20 plus people on set at all times. Most of the time for Strangled. A lot of people to feed. So think about that for your budget, okay? Yeah, just the food. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just the food alone. Yeah. Okay? Gosh. Not what you're paying. Um, so it gets deep on that. But just the clapperboard alone, you know, sets your frame rates. You know, when you... Right. It's it's sync, but we... Hopefully. Three. Hopefully it's yeah. sync. Sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. So um, that's what we're talking about there is just being, uh, being proactive in, in planning and having a fallback on well, what if you do have failure. You know what I mean? Now... Um, Let's go into the next question too. Is mm-hmm. like, how do you negotiate at that level with people? Um, because I'm doing, I'm I'm writing a lot of scripts for my YouTube right now, and one of the things I want to do is um, negotiating 101. So a lot of the things is okay. Hey, I want you to do this project for me. Okay, great. What's your budget? First person loses, right? Is it the same thing at the top tiers? Yes, okay. it's the same exact thing, because they're used to okay. Let's say big Hollywood. You know, you know, London, I'd like to keep it under 50 grand. Can you do that? Hmm, let me think about that. Uh, we can do 48. You know, I'm just putting right. a number out. It also depends like, okay. yeah, well, what are you talking about? What do you want me to shoot? Of like, course. Are yes. we talking uh, six month budget here? Yeah. <laughs> like you want us to be on set for six months? Because that's not going to cut it. Not even close. No, right? that's correct. Yeah. So, it so let's talk to the numbers. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when you're dealing with people like this, um, you know, just think of. And there's ways to figure it out. You know, I kind of like um, the guys that are, hey, you know, you don't know how much to, to charge for your wedding. Well, what's your checklist? How many cameras? How many people are you going to have? Mm-hmm. Are you going to have drone work? Are you going to do this, this, mm-hmm. this, audio? Keeps going down. How many hours? And you can actually kind of figure out, and it's pretty close, actually. And I think. But what region are you at? It also should. Uh, I'm more of, I mean, maybe it's because I come from car sales. But um, to me, that's what you have to charge minimum that's, that's correct that's that's like your bottom line like if they want less than that then you have to say no because you're not making any money in my opinion uh i am more like obviously i do real estate so i have set prices if someone asks me hey i need a one minute video for my property how will it be yeah that'll be 500 bucks no problem i'll come in shoot it i've done it a thousand times super easy for me it's a nice easy you know one person type of work Here's the thing is other people can't beat you at your job because it's kind of like you know what to do. You know the shots you need. You can almost come and edit it in several hours and get it done. And you deliver. 
but it would take another person that's not used to it days. And it wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense for them. Exactly. Um, But when I do have people who've heard of me and they want something that doesn't fit into my normal criteria, criteria, then I have to say, well, let's find out how much this is worth to this person. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like I always compare it to a marriage. You ever see a guy with like an incredible knockout supermodel wife? And the guy's just like he's miserable. He's no, a sh- kidding. No, like kidding. he's he's a shrimp or something. Like he may just have a face that only a mom can love, kind of thing. Like he stinks, and you're just like, how could this guy? I be feel that way that every girl, day right? of my life. <laughs> and people will honestly like really talk bad and be. I'm always the kind of guy to say, hey man, why can't you just be happy for the guy? Yeah. You ask her, is did she agree? Like. She at he asked her to marry him, and she said yes. So it's none of your business. That's right. They're in love. She's the happiest person I've ever seen. What's your problem? It's the same thing in business. If someone wants you and they want you to do a business, it's just like it's just like uh, the story I sh- shared earlier. You have no idea how valuable your service is to your client, and it's not wrong. It's not shady. It's not slimy. There's, there's slimy ways to do it. There's snake oil salesmen, no question. Uh, but if someone needs you to create a commercial to sell $100 million worth of Jeeps, they'd be willing to pay you a nice money, a nice amount of money. And uh, if you don't charge enough, that money isn't going to third world countries. It's going to their kids' BMW M package or nicer right and ra- ra- rather than their kid driving a bmw they're gonna have to draw uh, with an m package they're gonna have to buy you know the economy version of their three series bmw okay like that's it or no v8 no turbo no fun stuff yeah i mean the yeah. only thing you're doing is giving a 16 year old kid uh, a nicer car to wreck that's all you're doing so also it may be that it's not going to even affect them in any way at all because they have such a huge budget. So, so let me tell you this. It's crazy how the market is changing. Mm-hmm. It's less TV and more YouTube ads and more like, what can I see on my device? Right. So that has a lot to do with the change of the camera. Thanks, thanks to Vayner uh, Media and Gary Vaynerchuk. You know who I'm talking about? No. Okay, that's okay. Gosh, I don't know nobody either. <laughs> I, I, I am weird in this industry because like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's I, weird. I don't know. When I was studying music, I learned really quickly that I was not one of them. Like they were talking so much about, you know, Bach and uh, Franz Liszt, and you know, I know. Who I Franz saw Liszt you is. play the piano one day on a real estate shoot. I was like, that was yeah. pretty cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was like, man, uh, I don't play much anymore. But I just realized, man, I really hate being around these people. I just wasn't one of them. Yeah. Um, no offense to musicians. It just yeah. Man. All right. Um, I never did have the fingers for guitar. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you laugh with me. With uh, but it's okay. Uh, it's just like, uh, it's okay not to know certain things, man. Like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is more like an uh, influencer who is incredibly successful in what he does. And he is one of those guys who actually promotes and teaches people to, oh, you want to be successful? You want to get out there and get get those things, or it's not material. It's, it's not materialism that he, he he encourages people after. But you know, if you want to be this big shot entrepreneur, 
fine. Work. That's it. And, and That's what Elon Musk would say. Go to work. Go to work. Yeah. Go program. That's, That's what all he would it say. is. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of people come to come to us or come to professionals or go online and look at YouTube because they want to find, you know, three easy tricks to make help you uh, make six figures this year. It's just like. There's ain't, there ain't no three easy tricks a lot of that's going to make that happen. A lot of things what people come up to me, and they say this all the time. It's like, Landon, you're lucky. Like, what do you mean? They say that all the time. And it's like, why do, you, why do you get to do these things? Why you'd do you like, do that? You would like Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> just, no. just search YouTube, Gary okay. Vaynerchuk, luck, <laughs> oh, and gosh. see what he has to say. Okay. But I want to hear what you have to well, say. Well, here too. we go. It's, yeah. Listen, maybe by the grace of God, we're here. But <laughs> the biggest thing is luck. No. You got to get up, go to work, work your butt off. And if you fail, who cares? Do it again and learn. Right. Like, go, go, go. I heard a great example one time. It's like uh, no one ever goes up to the quarterback of a Super Bowl championship and says, man, uh, congratulations on the championship. Tell me, how'd you get so lucky? No. <laughs> no, they're not going to. Yeah. So- <laughs> Exactly. So why are you going to why are you going to go up to somebody who's made six figures or run a successful business, which in my opinion is just as hard, if not harder, than winning the Super Bowl, uh, and saying, "Man, how did you get so lucky?" Yeah. No, it took yeah. hours. Okay. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Um, we thought the van up, like we, when we bought the van, it was empty, yeah. nothing in it. Okay. Right. Now it's got beds, kitchens, everything, cabinets, everything, video storage. And computers. you didn't outsource any of that? You just did it yourself? We we did it as a team. I even paid video guys to put insulation in it. It took three days to dynamite the thing, okay? Okay, guys, <laughs> like, if you want cell phone signal in the van, you're not getting it, all right? <laughs> we had to get a signal booster out of the thing yeah. and then inside so we have internet, okay? Right. It was bad. Like, we're, the aliens are never going to get to us. Oh, hey, don't worry. I mean, uh, I, think we're, I think we're okay there anyway. We're approaching... Uh, three hours, so we should probably... Are you kidding me? Yeah, we are. Like, that went by super quick. That is amazing. Like, I'm blown away. Honestly, blown away. Honestly, what we else could, do you want to close in on? Uh, what are some of the final thoughts? I'm probably going to have you on again in several months, if you would like to. Um, but what are, some, what are some th- things that you would uh, like to say that maybe I cut you off or some final thoughts that you thought that you really wanted to say? Let me just be honest real quick. Yeah. Okay. And most people on this podcast are probably going to laugh at what we shoot with. And you probably will too. Mm -hmm. We still shoot with the GH4. And you're probably like, really? Really? I am surprised about that. That is probably the biggest bombshell you... That's a big bombshell. Yeah. But it's like this. If you can't do it on a GH4, you can't do it on a red. Okay. Mm -hmm. Please give me a red one day. Right. It's going to happen. Um, shout out to Ken Song Lu. Uh, we've been chatting back and forth together about the Z Cam. Mm. We might be switching to the Z Cam. Personally, I really don't like red. I don't know what it is about red. It's too much. They've lost their mind. They've marketed themselves out, and nobody likes the, the raw that they shoot in. Point blank. I mean, I just, I just don't understand. Uh, I don't feel like they're the better. Everyone talks about their sensors. I get it. Okay. Really nice sensors and everything. But is, is it really really that good i no, don't know no the like, z cam okay and this is not a commercial one of me, right. but the z cam shoots you know it can shoot in 6k um it can shoot 120 frames at 6k as well mm. with audio um i think it has 
16 stops of dynamic range. That's unheard of. Full frame sensor, you can get it. For Nikon mount, Canon mount, you just order however it is. And we are really researching this camera. I'm actually got a meeting tomorrow with somebody that has one that we're meeting in Winston. I get to hold it for the first time. Yes, that's always nice. Right? It is. You know, and I really, before we make that purchase or go to the next step. But also, listen, we all know how easy it is to turn on a GH4 and go. And then have your presets. Go slow-mo, 60, or 24 frames a second. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Right. What are you shooting in? Are you going to shoot standard? Or are you shooting a movie? Are you going to shoot in Cine D? You didn't even get a GH5? No. <laughs> why? GH4 has everything that a GH5 does. Man, everything. I, I am just... With speed boosters and Cine away. lenses. You have accomplished... Lenses. You've accomplished all of this with GH4. You shot your feature film with GH4? Oh my god. What did you think and on I the big screen? What did you think on the big look, screen? Looked fine. Okay. I'm just saying. Like I and I and I'm definitely the person who's anti gear. Like the only the only reason I got the one DX Mark II, which is this camera right here, is because I was doing photo for so many years. I needed to get a video camera. I had the money to get the one DX Mark II. Yeah. Uh there's one DX Mark Threes and Great camera. uh Canon R fives out now. But I haven't bothered upgrading to those because the 1DX2 does it fine. That's correct. And yeah. when we decided to shoot, because we were going to go rent cameras, high-end cameras. Yeah. But we was like, no, let's just keep this one in the budget or try. Because the 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 Panasonic, the color that you can shoot in, you know, the Cine Light D or the V-Log mm-hmm. or whatever, that's a flat shooting. Right. There's so much you can do with the color grading in post. And yeah. that's why we chose to do that. It had... That Panasonic 4, I don't care what you say, it's still a $10,000 camera today mm. of what you can do with the focus peaking and everything. And we shoot full manual. I don't even know what automatic is. Um, so, yes, we have a focus puller for everything. So, Wow. Dude, man, this has been awesome. Um, incredible. Actually, absolutely learned so much myself. I hope plenty of other people have. Hopefully we don't... Uh, uh, caused too much controversy in the comment section, but uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm super happy to have you on. This has been an incredible, incredible time, and you're welcome back on anytime. Man, if thank you, ever you have, so much. Make it's sure a, you should remember, dude. I hope I haven't cut you off and talked too much. You just got no, me so it. excited. I'm I'm continuing to get excited about this podcast and get dude, a little bit more. I am excited. Yeah. I stay excited. Yeah, I'm if trying. You're to... not excited. Don't be around me. <laughs> yeah, we won't last. I'm gonna try to put these out once a week. Uh, go ahead and plug all of your uh, websites, social platforms, whatever uh, people can follow you on. And then I'll uh, yeah, no sign problem. This out so here. what we do is uh, you can search us on the web, uh, landinggrantproductions.com. That's our actual website. Mm-hmm. If you type in LG Productions, Strangled Film, anything uh, film industry in Lexington, we got it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. You, you will find us. Um, we've done a lot of you know, big productions in the area. So we're very well known in the Lexington area, in the Greensboro and the Winston, you know, we're just a local film company that gets to travel the world. Wow. So, um, look us up on Instagram, Facebook. Um, it's so funny. We're a marketing company and we help people market and our Instagram and Facebook are lacking. You know what I mean? That's all. Yeah. A lone, a lone guy never cuts his grass. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you guys for watching. Uh, this has been uh, The Photographer's Underground. If you guys want to like, comment, subscribe, rate us on whatever podcast or YouTube channel you're, uh, you're watching or listening to on, that'd be great. Uh, if you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, just Jonathan Corbett, uh, you can also find uh, some more things just by Googling my name and, and, and everything else. I won't uh, 
you know, try hard to, for likes. But do give us a like. We only got like four likes on the last podcast because we're just getting started. But, uh, man, I really appreciate you coming. Dude, we're going places. Let's go together. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Landon. Man, yeah, thank you. All right.